0: This week on the Jock and Nerd Podcast, we've got a listener-sponsored review of the cult classic comedy, The Princess Bride, with a special guest joining us. The listener who sponsored the review. Inconceivable! Plus, Ant-Man 3 takes a huge hit in the box office in its second week. The Thunderbolts movie adds a Walking Dead actor. Our first look at Lady Gaga as Harley Quinn in the Joker sequel. And Arnold Schwarzenegger is doing his first TV show. Geek boner. All that and more in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Monday, February 27th, 2023.
1: This is Frank Grillo. You know me. But who are you? Are you the discerning, sophisticated type of person who enjoys all the latest comic book and superhero TV and movie news, pop culture references, witty banter? Me neither. I'm just here for the dick jokes.
2: Check. Check one. All right. This is Roy fans out there. Let's get it.
0: What's up, listener? How's it going? Welcome. Welcome to the Jock and Nerd podcast, where we give you comic book and superhero TV and movie news, reviews, and whatever we choose. Jock and Nerd. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. He's a nerd. We'll peep you tomorrow. We'll peep you tomorrow. Wait, you're here today. Hold on a second. Joining us also is a fella who's often been uh, confused for a rodent of unusual size. Uh, you may know him as Rug Dingo Mantoya, but we call him
1: Rug Boy. What's up, rugs? <laughs> I like being called Rug Dingo. <laughs> oh, it has a lot of connotations that say I have a big bean. Yes. <laughs> um, big
0: Rug Dingo over here. I'll take it. Uh, we got a lot of fun stuff planned this episode, listener. A special guest will be joining us a little bit later to review a Patreon-sponsored movie. But a lot of news to talk about. Let's get started before that. The Jock and Nerd Podcast. Well, I was going to want to do a little box office update. Check in with Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. We reviewed it last week. So I was like, hey, how's it doing? Uh, Apparently not so well. This second weekend, Ant-Man 3 had the biggest drop uh, of any MCU movie Mm, uh whoa. dropping 69%, almost 70% from its whoa. 105 million debut. It's second week domestically, Ant Man 3 only pulls in 32 million dollars. Cocaine Bear coming in second with 23 and a half million dollars. So that that's a cocaine bear, that's pretty impressive for cocaine bear. And it's really bad for the Ant-Man, uh getting close to 70%. And now everybody's question is, should Marvel be concerned? Is this uh, a problem uh, bigger than uh, we think? It's not the only movie to have that big of a drop. Uh, The pandemic era movies, Black Widow, that was also released on HBO Max at the same time, 67.8% drop second week. Thor, Love and Thunder, 67.6%. Even Spider-Man No Way Home apparently had a 67.5% drop in the Ooh. second week, and Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness 67%. But this is 69, which is a great number, but also a bad number. <laughs> <laughs> Almost 70. Anthony, should they be concerned? Is this cause for concern? What is happening? Oh, I mean, there is
3: a concern there, right? Like, you, you want to see the movie have some legs, and they've had some movies now that don't seem to have as the legs that Marvel movies used to have. I'm going to skip to your next point though and we can circle back to this i'm the bigger concern is that the guy that wrote this is the guy that's writing
0: King Dice. yes so first of all currently ant-man 3 domestically has made 167 million worldwide it's sitting at 363 million with a 200 million dollar budget so it's not great yeah, it's going to
2: no, it's
3: gonna make its money.
0: It's a, it will make its money and the the three movies it trended higher, right? Every movie opened right. bigger and bigger and bigger. But yes, this is probably even a bigger concern is uh what's his name? Lo- uh Loveness. Uh the guy who wrote uh Rick the- and Morty. Rick and Morty and Ant Man and the Wasp Pantomania, Jeff Loveness, has been uh talking about he is writing Kang we're not talking about it. he's he's slotted in he's in no he's the writer of Avengers the King dynasty right right so he's t- uh t- talked to some outlets about how Namor he's confirmed Namor is going to be in the movie he's excited to write Namor uh and he's gonna he said also there's gonna be a high kill count because of Kang but I also saw another article that said that he's way behind on this script so my question is look the script for Ant Man three was it had problems. It was okay. This is no Marcus and McFeely, right from the last Avengers movie. So,
1: are you concerned, Rugboy, that the same guy? I is don't know. I think I don't know. Part of me is like, does it the fact that the guy works on a TV show that's a half hour long, that's a comedy? Does that translate? So did the uh, Russo brothers though. Well, I'm saying, like, they didn't write. Did they write? They didn't write, though. They were just directing. Yeah. Good point. So, um, I feel like, I don't know, that could be a limitation on, on the what this guy could do. Maybe he doesn't have the experience yet. And you're talking about a flagpole movie right flagship movie I said flagpole 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 it's a fucking flagpole no it's a flagship movie yes Uh, you know for Marvel you meant flagship and you mixed it with tentpole man I don't know I'm an idiot listen I'm an idiot and it's it's late it's late enough in the the day where I can't I I can no longer converse properly but um, who gives a shit what I'm thinking I'm an idiot (laughs) move on is, is he going to ruin this movie? <laughs> uh, I'm not going to go that
3: far. I mean, the, the movie definitely, as we've pointed out last week, had some issues with the writing. Um, I don't know if you blame that fully on him, sure. or maybe he can out and say Marvel wanted me to get to this point. And, but I, I think there is blame for him, right? Like we can clearly point out the writing flaws in this movie, yeah. especially if you're, especially if you're trying to look back at past, like what what made Endgame and infinity war kind of fun was those writers looked back at all the other movies and kind of took threads and con- continued them into this movie. Yeah. And I pointed this out on the discord, but I mean this, this guy couldn't even look back at the movie, the previous ant man movie. Pull and anything in. Thread, yeah. Right. Like the, mm. the thread with the quantum realm, he completely ignores the post credit scene in ant man, the wasp to make the thread here. It's completely yeah. different. So, it's concerning i did look at the article i do like his thoughts behind king in terms of um this villain that just keeps coming back and keeps coming back stronger and and you know it's kind of a different challenge in that like you can't just beat him once you got to keep beating him um so i think there's something there Well, we'll see it's not i mean there's no there's no way you can really come out of this movie unless you just loved ant-man and the wasp and go man i'm this writer, this is the guy, like I'm excited. Whereas Marcus and Feely, I think they did Winter Soldier. Yeah. I think they Civil did War. Civil War. Yep. And there was some nice stuff in each of those movies yep. that you could go, okay, I, I like where these guys are going.
0: Yeah, he says Loveness says about Kang, he's almost an existential threat, and the more you fight him, the worse he's gonna get. And I'm I'm excited about the prospect of like thousands of Kangs just coming into like the universe. And fighting all the Avengers. Like, this is a big movie. Like we're, uh, There's going to be tons of fucking characters in that. Like,
1: I, you want to know, what, uh, not to be the negative Nelly here, but like, does it really, the overall theme, like, when you talk about Thanos, you're talking about this dude's about to, he's going to correct the big mistake that is the universe. Right. And he's got his whole plan. We know his plan. We know Kang is kind of doing something similar. He's going, but he's, he's not doing it for the universe's sake. He's doing it because he wants to be the only one. I guess
3: uh, I, it's it the- kind of similar, actually, to to Thanos. I the way I interpret it is he is looking to correct the multiverse because all his other variants are fucking it up, and he's the only one that can understands what the implications are of what they're doing.
1: But we don't understand what he what his end result that he wants is. We don't completely
3: so we don't, get it. I think we're we're putting filling in the blanks, and I, the blank I filled in is that he's kind of trying to be he
0: who remains. He wants to get to that point he who remains was, where there's one timeline and he's in charge
1: of it, and it's all under control. Yeah, but I don't understand like which which timeline is is the one the right one? The one where he's yeah, in charge. Do I don't know. I mean, yeah, it just doesn't it just doesn't seem very. Um, it, I don't know. It's not very compelling. Like I'm like I'm very misty on like murky on where what exactly does he want to do he wants to be the guy at the end and that's it like he just wants to conquer the timeline i think we're gonna
0: see him a couple more times and it's going to fill in some of the holes like i believe he's in a couple episodes of loki season two uh maybe we see him get beat again and again and like then then different things happen but i think they're slowly gonna give us some pieces I, I feel like it's more of a TV villain than a movie villain. I mean, I like it. the mystery of King after watching that movie. I did he appreciate it. feels very it.
1: Agents of Shield-y.
0: It's Yes, a, a little bit. A little bit. But I like this mystery, like, what is his deal? Even though they've given us great villains with clear fucking motivations in the past. And the fact that Marcus and McFeely in Endgame were somehow able to tu- like touch every Marvel movie. There was a loose thread from all the 20 whatever movies that came before it that got closure in that movie. That is an amazing accomplishment. It's wild. It's so well done. So I I guess we can't I don't know, we can't expect that kind of greatness from the loveness. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough.
3: We'll, it's we'll see. To they're not they're yeah. not exactly they haven't been firing on all cylinders,
1: let's just say that. I just wish I like I had some idea of like what we're gonna get.
0: Also, it, why do you think this box office dropped so hard? Is Was it the bad reviews? Yeah, I, bad, bad press. I feel like the word of mouth, though, was so big against the bad reviews that it would have spread, but I guess I guess it was. I guess the critics swayed enough people. Yeah, and it's just,
3: a, I mean, it's a pretty average movie, too, so...
0: And it's not really I, a casual superhero movie. Like, you kind of have to go ahead knowing things, I guess.
1: I think that Word of mouth works not when you go. Hey, it was good, right? Like it right. works when you're like, you gotta see this sure. fucking movie. Okay, yeah. Holy shit, I loved it. And that makes sense. Yeah, there's guys that will watch anything and say that. Imran, uh, but uh, huh, what? mom <laughs> that will uh, watch a movie and just love it and just you know whatever. And then those people will get ignored because they they cry wolf all the time. So um yeah, I think that proper word of mouth isn't here for this movie. Like there's not anyone like really touting. It's it's great. So, well,
0: listener, you can join the conversation. Let us know if you think Marvel should be concerned. Are you excited for Jeff Loveness writing Kang dynasty? Join our Facebook group. It's called jock and nerd nation. It is a private exclusive group just for our listeners. We're all in there. You're going to meet lots of fun people and get to geek out and stuff that, you know, people do on Facebook. Uh okay, sticking with the MCU, the Thunderbolts cast, late edition of the Thunderbolts cast, someone pretty exciting. It's Stephen Yoon from Walking Dead, Oscar nominated Steven Yoon has been added to the cast uh to of Thunderbolts as a quote, a significant major role going forward in the future films of the MCU. Mm-hmm. Huh. Mm-hmm. Holy, Holy shit. shit. Okay. Um, who could this be? The the there are guesses out there. What are the guesses? First guess is a century, right? Uh, no, Well, I don't know. That's not the one I saw first. I saw people saying like see. Amadeus Cho. But is that racist to say that? I don't know. No. I mean, he's, what
3: do you mean? How is that racist? He's I don't know. He's a just, Korean
0: character. Yeah, and the character's <laughs> Korean. And you need a Hulk in there, right? Amadeus Cho becomes Although a Hulk.
3: Amadeus Cho is a young character in the, in the comic. Yes. I believe. Very new. Like, no, I'm saying he's young. Not oh, new. he's younger. Young. Yeah, yeah, he's
0: like a young protege type thing. But he does yeah. become the Hulk at one point. So, like, you could have and a Stephen. Eun is probably in his 40s. So, d- Anthony, does Marvel have the balls to make him Sentry, who is a blonde white dude? Uh, that'd be a move. Um,
1: oh, they'll do it if they need
0: to. That'd sure. be a move. The only thing I don't, like,
3: I don't necessarily mind it, but. I just don't see like physically, Century's got to be a bit imposing. I don't see that in Stephen Yoon.
0: Oh, it's a Marvel movie. They bulk him up. They got like a an algorithm. I don't
3: know. <laughs> <laughs> they they do put the Marvel. I mean, I've seen abs on guys I never thought had abs.
0: So. And Johnny got jacks. Come on, if it could happen to him, they could make anybody look amazing. Uh,
3: yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't <laughs> know. Um, Stephen or Steven Century, excuse me, Stephen Yoon. Yeah, Sentry was someone I just tossed out. But I, I don't know if is that even a rumor that people that are is the rumored
0: villain of the movie. Right. So people are putting two and two together. You know, is, is it going to be weird seeing him play a bad guy? He's a fantastic well, actor. Let's talk about
1: let's talk about Hulk. Yeah. yeah, we got Red Hulk. That's possible. Harrison yeah. Ford. We got Scar in the mix. Oh, we got fuck. She-Hulk I in the mix. I forgot about
0: Hulk. son is now in the mix. So we're, now we're doing too many Hulks. There's one. And then we two, got the actual
3: Hulk. Three. That, uh, yeah. Yeah. And then if media chose becomes Brawn.
0: Yeah, that's five Hulks. You have a Hulk movie. I wonder if that's the way they can get around the universal kind of rights issue—is by creating a different Hulk and giving different him Hulk. a movie or yeah. putting
1: him. Do you think it'll be a Green Hulk? I he, I think he would be a Green Hulk. That's how it was in the comics. He's just, just nah. What if they changed the color? That way, they, it's not like a, an official
0: for their copyright. Did you ever watch that Hulk's Agents of Smash cartoon? No, yeah, it was terrible. I watched <laughs> one episode and that was awful. I watched a bunch of those. I kind of enjoyed it. It had okay. multicolored Hulks in there. It was like a blue Great one, Hulk, a gray, and a red one. What are what are the
3: other rumors for Steven Yeun?
0: Uh that's really it that I've hmm. seen. I don't know what the significant role. I can't think of like who else you could introduce. You have Contessa Valentina Allegra in this, you know. And of course Thunderbolt's being Red Guardian, Ghost Dealina Balova, Bucky Barnes, Winter Soldier, U.S. Agent, and Taskmaster.
3: Screen Rant has their headline is Stephen Ewan is playing Sentry.
2: Oh
0: shit! I oh shit. Them Whoa, it Okay. Well, I mean, this movie just—I don't even think they. I think,
1: I think you know it, it, the risk of overstuffing it with too many characters. So it, it's, he's got to be the bad guy.
0: Well, see. Man, Steven
1: Newton's a bad guy. This'll be that'll be interesting. I, I think he can... But I think the whole thing about Sentry is he's supposed to start out as a good guy. He is. Yes. And he's, he's got that vulnerability. So
3: Yeah, he's a character that has a lot of uh mental issues, but he is like a, a guy that he's almost like the Hulk, but becomes Sentry in the void and then like loses control of it.
0: Oh. You see. Dark side.
3: I love Sentry. Side. I mean, they're, they're, if you read um Marvel uh Avengers Siege. Okay, he's they, in that. There's a he's in that and he's a freaking badass villain. I mean, he goes nuts. He rips um he rips uh Ares in half. Oh jeez. Yeah.
0: Not Brett Goldstein from Ted Lasso. No, not that
2: one. <laughs> <laughs> I've
0: not read a lot of Sentry, but I know of him. And I know he's just like super powerful. Yeah, he's like Superman but then
3: also like bipolar. So he has like wow. a bad side. Oh, okay.
0: Well, oh, I like that. I kind of like
3: that. The, the century is his good side, and then he, the void is his bad side. Oh,
0: okay. Uh, okay. Uh, well, we shall find out, but it's going to be a while. But July 2024, Thunderbolts. Slated to open. Let's shift over to uh DC Movies. They're also not having a good time with opening box offices as Shazam sequel. We're just a little under three weeks away. March 17th, it's coming out, Fury of the Gods. But they are. Tr- it's tracking for a debut of 35 to 40 million. Uh, pretty, pretty low uh, and there's a hilarious article Helen Mirren uh, was on the Graham Norton show and uh, he asked her about the movie and what's about the, what the movie's about and she goes quote don't ask me about the plot it's too complicated she's like I don't know we're just two angry goddesses wearing heavy costumes it was hot and uncomfortable <laughs> and she also broke her thumb during the filming so she's, she's playing with an injury people um, I don't know. Like, I don't have a lot of excitement for this. We're gonna watch it because it's a superhero movie, but it is
1: the end of the old, yeah, DC. I'm not really that high on this myself. Would it
0: be just a really charming, fun movie though? After that's how the first one was. Yeah, I, I have
3: to admit though, I-, I agree. I'm light on the excitement. Um. I think it's just going to be a tough time in general for D.C. to really ramp momentum up.
0: It's all going to be going down until they can show you something good. And well, until the, the flash flash, yeah. the flash did get people. The tight. flash is going to be huge. That movie's going to be huge. Everybody's fucking talking about nobody gives a shit about. And we'll talk about the next the last movie coming out, which is also looking like being disaster. But everybody's talking about the flash. Helen Mirren also should be in this and then she'll be in Fast X. Big year for Helen Mirren. Fucking action yeah. movies. That's uh, crazy. Uh, so yeah, great. the last movie coming out this year for DC under the old regime before the James Gunn shit starts, Aquaman sequel, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Now the first movie did goes on to make a billion dollars, over a billion dollars.
1: Yeah, that never should have happened. But yeah. it's
0: wild that it did. So uh, this uh, comic book movie. Dot com reporting: uh, the test screenings are not going well says here, earlier this week, several sources reported test screenings for James Wan's Aquaman and Lost Kingdom had not gone over very well. In fact, the sequel was referred to as, quote, the worst DCU movie yet. Oh, shit. Uh, it, they said they've done some digging, but it sounds like the Warner Brothers Discover DC Studios may indeed have a train wreck on their hands. From what they can gather, earlier test screenings were held last year that were received more positively, although the reaction was still lukewarm. Whether this is a different cut or not is unclear, but the latest run of screenings is said to be disastrous. And we've <sighs> even heard reports of walkouts. Oh, what the fuck? It's described as an unfocused mess, lame with unfunny jokes. Uh, the, uh, there was also the cameos that, you know, Momoa posted a picture with him and Ben Affleck. There was going to be a Batman cameo. I think all those cameos have been cut. They also say Momoa is very unhappy with the film. And that's why he wants to do Lobo. Uh, wow. They, they, this is... Uh, it could. I mean, there could be exaggerations, but that's not a good sign already for this movie that's been sitting around for a while.
1: I'm not surprised at all.
0: Yeah. I mean, now I'm only excited for, like, one of the three movies remaining. That's Flash <laughs> and not this one. I, I
3: didn't like the first Aquaman, so I'm not surprised either. The only thing I can say that was in Aquaman's favor, the first one was it was a wild movie like visually like they went for it you had you had a freaking octopus playing the drums and all over the place all sorts of crazy shit happening I, I didn't particularly connect with the movie that well so I'm not all that hyped for this one but if they don't have wild and wacky shit they got nothing
0: because that I mean this movie I didn't think was good James Wan threw everything at the screen right he gives everything. us the trench and it looks awesome but then it like gets goofy and like you said there's an octopus playing the drums underwater and the underwater stuff Looked at maybe marginally even better than Wakanda forever. Maybe yeah, it was know? more visually interesting. I yeah, think. it was colorful, but uh, black and then black man. I wanted to see more of which we're going to get in this movie. I thought he was cool, but yeah, it's all over the place and just it's kind of a mess. So
1: yeah, I just thought it was okay. Like it wasn't like I wasn't coming out of there. The, I mean, they did throw a lot at you and you could say that and that's cool. And you know, Jason Malloy is a presence and he was badass in certain scenes, but yeah, I I wasn't clamoring for another one. Like I was like, okay, I made it through that one, all right. Do you
0: think people have forgotten about the whole Amber Heard Johnny Depp thing? where the time this movie comes out, because you know we talked about how like most people don't even know what Ezra Miller shenanigans have been happening. Like, I
1: like I don't care what people do. Yeah, uh, you know she's still in it. it. I think she's still in it. Like I don't know. I mean, like I think they. I think if they've already filmed it and they got in trouble for something like it's what it is, what it is. God,
0: remember that fucking, I was watching that trial. Remember that shit? <laughs> she shit on his bed. Oh, it was it so was <laughs> riveting television. It's the best TV show I ever watched.
1: Uh, just reliving it. It's fantastic. Well, he's, he's a fucking bunch of crazy people. They're not yeah, all yeah, mentally. Yeah. Well,
0: so Aquaman, uh, let's see how that comes out. Uh, and then the last DC movie I want to talk about is now it's an elseworlds Joker. Sequel Joker Folly a D. It's a little pretentious title, but Todd Phillips has given us our first picture of Lady Gaga, the Gaga, as Harley Quinn from this movie, and it's a it's a still shot, and basically it's just, um Joaquin Phoenix, Arthur Fleck, really up close to Lady Gaga who's against the wall. Why are you saying it like that? Gaga, the Gaga, because that's <laughs> her name. She's the Gaga, and she's got her hands around. His face, he has a little bit of Joker makeup on, and she has no makeup on at all. Uh, just from this photo, does this do anything <laughs> for you guys? No,
1: I mean, it does nothing.
0: Look, it's showing us that this is right here is a Harley Quinn that's probably not going to be like the Batman uh, animated series Harley Quinn or even the Margot Robbie Har- Harley Quinn.
1: Yeah, I think at this point, Harley Quinn is not even a character anymore. It's just whatever they want her to be for that moment, and I hate that. Like I like when characters are a character, and I can tell you everything about them, and they, and they exist in their own way. Like it just seems like they're just doing whatever they need. Like, like Harley Quinn is just a a name that they slap on things. So, uh, am I excited that they're going to change Harley Quinn completely again for the millionth time? Not really. Um, but whatever. I'm interested in Lady Gaga as an actress. I'm She's interested good. in how they. I don't think this is going to be a great Joker movie, but it might be a good drama to watch. Just like the other Joker movie well, was an interesting drama to watch.
3: What I'll say is I, I wonder what um, movie Todd Phillips is going to copy with this.
0: one. Yeah. Which director will he be <laughs> fucking ripping off uh, the movies? Is he, he doing well, another taxi driver slash it, the King of comedy? There, there's more Scorsese movies that he could. Yeah. What Scorsese movie is he going to rip for this? Or one? Maybe he picks a different director.
1: No, it's got to <laughs> be uh
0: Something else. So there's, remember, there's musical numbers in this movie. There's a rumor going around that they're going to change the character of Harlene Quinzel to not a psychiatrist, but a patient at Arkham, and maybe they fall in love oh my god uh would would that work i mean this they can make whatever fucking thing they want right this is gonna be pretty different They can do it in worlds they can do yeah. whatever they want it's fine
3: Joker was uh was nominated i mean I know uh, it, it's his face won the best picture he won, was, he won best actor
0: he won best actor and made a billion dollars off of a fifty million dollar budget, which is incredible and uh, was it nominated for best picture? I don't think it was best picture, but uh no it
3: wasn't maybe oh uh, sorry uh it was yes it was
0: oh it was it was yeah. so maybe this time todd phillips rips off like steven spielberg movies and it's a combination of close <laughs> encounters
1: and et what's well, gotta be a Jaws. musical so oh. you gotta what a uh, musical was, story
0: West Side story <laughs> like it's guys and dolls and, yes. or something <laughs> oh they should do it like greatest showman i love that movie Oh, that didn't win any Oscars. Yeah, no, no, but the songs are great. Anyways, we're, we're going to get uh, a different uh, Harley Quinn with the gaga here. <laughs> gaga. Oh, I got to tell you that the, the cartoon Harley Quinn show. Your favorite. Yeah. Well, they, so they put out a, they kind of did the third season and then went on a break. They put out this Valentine's Day special. It's really fucking funny. There is a moment at the end of this episode where um, Ivy releases all these petals in the air that get everyone horny and people just start fucking who's next to them. But at this point, uh, Bane has gone to Etrigan to ask him to grow his penis because the running joke is that Bane has a small penis and he, he, he finds a girl who's into him. And so he goes to Etrigan, Etrigan fucks up the spell and, or he fucks it up and he gets, he gets grows to be building size. When he's building sizes, when he's hit with the Poison Ivy love petals, and he has a giant boner and he proceeds to go around humping buildings until they're destroyed. He's fucking like apartment buildings, like four story buildings. like It's like a really horny Godzilla walking around. It's fucking hilarious. I, I mean, it's silly, but it's so funny. You have that's to, your show, man. You have to watch it just to see Bane fuck a bunch of buildings. <laughs> Come on. That's worth it. <laughs>
1: Uh, listener, check out our T Public Ruggs shop. Rugless
0: isn't even saying anything. <laughs> He's muted.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was throwing up. Oh my god, are you okay? <laughs> no,
0: no. Oh, the show makes you throw up.
1: No, no. I was just, just trying to think of something funny to say. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, uh, you know, Bane fucking a building. Yeah, That's great. Sounds fun. fun. Yeah.
0: What else, what else? do you want? Uh, before we get to our <laughs> last thing, listener, check out our T Public shop, slash shop You can get cool swag t-shirts with Rugboy's face, mugs, cell phone cases, torch bags, pillows, lots of fun designs. It's fun to be a hipster and get a niche thing. Nobody knows what it is. And you wear it and you tell them. Give them one of these. Okay, last thing in the news. I saw this just breaking today. Uh, You may have remembered, Anthony, you probably don't, about Sylvester Stallone doing a TV show for Paramount Plus called Tulsa King. Yeah, I know about that. Okay, I watched a couple of episodes. It was pretty good. I did not finish. I don't know if I'm going to go back and finish. But not to be left out, Arnold Schwarzenegger is doing his first fucking television show. Geek oh, boner. For Netflix. It's called Foo Bar. They put out uh, a really quick teaser. Uh, in this article, he says, everywhere I go, people ask me, why I'm going to do another big action comedy. Like True Lies. He says, well, here it is. He says, Fubar will kick your ass and make you laugh. And not just for two hours. You get a whole season. Uh, Fubar is about a father and daughter who discover their entire relationship is built on a lie. And they are each CIA operatives. And they have to join forces over these eight episodes. uh, And there's action and spies. uh, And Arnold with a cigar. Is anybody excited for this?
1: I just found out about it, and then I'll watch an episode, and if it's not good, then uh, I'll be very sad.
3: Should we watch a trailer and give our thoughts?
1: I saw the trailer. Watch watch the the teaser.
0: Oh, it's only... It's real short. It's like 20 seconds. So there's really not even much to go on except him walking away from a a dumpster fire, a literal dumpster fire, him with a cigar. TV show, huh? It's a TV show. Uh, also in this Monica Barbaro, Jay Baruchel, fortune Feemster. You see her in the teaser. Uh, Gabriel Luna is in this.
3: Maybe, um, I'd be more curious to maybe if it was good, maybe Ruggs will, um, shoot all over himself like he used to for arnold, Dude,
2: yeah. arnold yeah.
0: doing a tv show. i love arnold may 25th <laughs> on netflix it sounds like it's a little bit like true lies like he said even though right right now like, on cbs there's a true lies show coming out it's not does not look good
1: no what's uh, the last
3: arnold thing you liked that the most recent arnold oh thing my you god liked? that's a good question
1: I can't even remember what. The I word. loved him as the governor of California. That doesn't count. What are the last four Arnold things?
2: He's got these here. TV
3: shows that I'm not very aware of, but the last four were uh, Terminator Dark Fate. Oh, right. 2019. Viy Journey to China. I don't know what the hell that is at all.
1: Uh, he was uh, in with Jackie Chan. Oh, yeah. Okay.
3: The Game Changers. This is a documentary film. No. It's Killing
1: was- Gunther. Well, I don't know what that is. A, I didn't see that, but I saw. I did, I know of that movie. Yes,
3: Wonders of the C three. This is a documentary that's not really in something. Ca- yeah,
0: something called the aftermath. What is this shit?
3: And then no, I don't
2: know. And then before know. that, I remember don't... he
0: was in Terminator Genisys. Well, yes, I, I, yeah, and I knew you were going to yeah. say that with the, it again. Yeah, that was horrible. <laughs> The Expendables three, the last like big movie, I guess. Well, Terminators were the big. Movie. Oh, and the Terminators. I guess
1: like the Terminator, the one, the one with the girls in it. Dark was. Fate wasn't bad. Yeah, yeah where, I, he plays that was okay. He plays Carl. The uh, did he sell rugs? What was his deal? He,
3: he did, a, he did, uh, yeah, like drapery. He
1: was drapery. Carl <laughs> it the was drapery kind of funny. Of it. <laughs> was, I think that was. I think he was good. In that. Yeah, he was that good was great.
3: That. that version of uh, the T eight hundred was good. I didn't like them. I don't like the premise of the movie because they they alien three John Connor, but.
0: Oh yeah, that's right at the end. I forgot about that. No, not the end, in the beginning. In the the beginning. first 5 minutes oh, they Kill John, right. John Connor. No, I'm thinking of Genesis where he's a John Connor is a terminator. That's a terrible no, movie. No,
1: that's terrible.
0: That's horrible. <laughs> that's a terrible movie. Yeah. I
1: Salvation like is like Salvation is is okay too. But uh I he think, wasn't
0: in that. Yeah. I think Fubar is going to be a big return cuz you could just hear him <laughs> going, "Yeah, it's all Fubar. It's Fubar, get away." It's perfect.
1: He's doing. Is, another has Tulsa
0: King been a good return for.?
1: I like it. Yeah. I mean, it's not great. No, it's not like amazing TV, but for Stallone to have like a decent show on. He's pretty. He's good in it and it like, is entertaining. It's a decent show. Yeah. It's like not like going to change your life. I watched like mm-hmm. half it's, of it. I should go back and finish. I just, and uh, it, yeah, it's like it, it's got its moments. Dude,
0: there's a scene where he gets high with like younger kids and it's hilarious. Like there's some fun stuff in there.
1: Yeah. Yeah
3: oh yeah they are doing
0: that
1: it's like it's like a little bit of a it's like slightly a dark comedy but uh it's like a gangster show it's very
0: gangster cliche though right it's like yeah it's super cliche gangster all, with,
1: you've seen this all before but yeah But now with the
0: so I, i'm i'm gonna check out arnold returning back at, or not returning doing tv for the first time may 25th that's uh that's crazy Anything to get a check, right? <laughs> Anything to get
1: paid. <laughs> yeah, man. They're like, at this point, they're like 78 or something. Yeah, like, what old. the fuck? Yeah, like Dude, 75. Oh, he's
0: 75. Stallone's probably. He, no, he's, he's around that age, too. But Yeah, he's like 75, 76. Uh, but yeah, no, CIA spy comedy with, with Arnold. Sure. Sure.
1: Hopefully he's not like sleepwalking through it. And, I mean, we're talking like this, but like Harrison Ford is in the 80s. He's 81 and he's in Marvel. Movie. He's still going. God damn it. No more
0: Indiana Jones. I was just
3: gonna mention Harrison Ford is still still sitting there doing stuff that like is actually like fubar. I don't know if this is gonna be relevant or not, but yeah. the Marvel movie
1: is definitely relevant. Gene Hackman is like ninety three. He alive? He he, disagre- he disappeared Yeah.
0: I don't think he's still well, acting. He retired. No, he's not. He holy shit!
3: He is an old man. Yeah. Wow.
1: So wow. when you think Arnold's old, he's even old.
3: He's way older. Is it, twenty like years. years, yeah, twenty years. Wow, that's crazy. People are old.
1: <laughs> yeah, they can do it. You can do it now. You do it. Time is a bitch. Your heroes just get old. I don't know if you'd want to live that old. I feel like once you hit eighty or, or eighty-five or something, that like, you're like, all right, uh, what can I do? <laughs> can I get out of bed? Like, is it, am I, Dude, Tom Cruise oh, at my, that age
0: will still be I jumping out of fucking planes. What's that? I can see Tom Cruise going till he's like 85. Like he's not, like he's, he's
1: almost, he's pushing 60. Yeah, down. He's, no, he is 60. Oh, oh yeah. Holy, holy shit.
0: I guarantee in 20 years, he'll still be fucking jumping on a plate. How
3: much, how many times a week are these guys dying their hair? Cause Schwartz's hair is like, <laughs> it's pretty dark, you know? dark, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, it there's great. no way his hair looks like that.
0: It looks great.
1: Yeah, Stallone's got a guy. He just does
3: it. Yeah, he's got a guy coming in every day to just touch him. Yeah, up,
2: right.
0: <laughs> yeah, Imran's beard, coming in and guy, touching him the gray up. Gray in the beard, but dies at the top. So yeah, it's not obvious at all. Oh, he still looks good though. Like uh, yeah, I mean Schwartz. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for seventy five, sure.
1: Seventy five and being rich. Yeah, yeah. Can- <laughs> that's a good. That, that's a good game to play. Who's the? Who is like the fucking most badass old guy?
0: It was Clint Eastwood for a while. Is it still? You think?
1: No, he's yeah, He's taller don't now. Know. No, Kurt, Ru- Kurt Russell hung on for a while. Um, uh, no, uh, what was I saying? Kurt Russell? Yeah. Kirk Douglas. That's what I was saying. Oh, Kirk Douglas held up for a while. Remember that movie? It yeah. was like Wise Guys. It was like two old Bob guys. Yeah. Nah, I should watch that. Is
0: De Niro- no, De Niro's not too old.
1: De Niro's like 70 something. He's definitely man. in his mid 70s. Mm-hmm. Old fuckers, the movie. <laughs> I mean, that's, they did it, The Expendables. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah, old it was. fuckers. Uh, Jean Claude Van Damme was in that shit, doing fucking his kicks. Denzel. Oh yeah, Denzel's Yeah, he's done. he, old,
3: but he's, he looks pretty badass.
1: Yeah, he's still a pretty badass. He's not doing any more action movies, man. No. I Maybe mean, he might. He might come out of time Our heroes. <laughs> they They're getting old. It's okay. That's it, when Vin Diesel's getting old, Vin, <laughs> Vin Diesel's <laughs> got a filter. He's in his
3: fifties. Yeah, he's yeah, got a he, filter. My, what did my friend say? He looked like he had an Instagram filter on like, <laughs> throughout the entire...
1: He's got a Snapchat filter. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. And I look like I'm 80, so... I had thumb's... to film the whole movie on Snapchat. Full circle. <laughs> yeah.
3: He, well, Imran, you've looked you've looked interesting your entire life.
0: <laughs> I look like Alec Guinness, but... Old you Alec Guinness. You just like look like A Guinness. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> let's take a break here, you fuckers, <laughs> before it gets any more personal. We're going to play some promos. So we're going to come back, do a Patreon review with a special guest joining us. Don't miss it right after this.
2: After these messages, we'll be right
0: back. Hey
3: there, everyone. Brian here, host of TV Trivia Pod. It's a trivia style podcast focusing on TV and movies. Listen in for questions like, what's the name of Michael Scott's screenplay? What do you say to view the Marauder's map? And what's everyone eating in the post-credit scene of Avengers? Play along to TV Trivia Pod anywhere you get podcasts. And stay tuned for more trivia! What's up, guys? Gerald from Two ps on a Podcast here. Are you just sitting there thinking to yourself, man, I really love some dude in his garage sitting around talking about arbitrary countdowns and his favorite things in the world of movies, music, and TV? Well, guess what? That's me. Please look me up. My name is Gerald, and I am from Two ps on a Podcast. If you want to subscribe to my countdown show, I have a different co-host every week. It's often someone from the world of podcasting or entertainment and we go through our top 5 favorite things in whatever that week's category is. You can find links to all of our content, subscribe via your favorite podcast app, and follow us on social media. The easiest thing to do is just head to our website, which is www2 I hope you look me up and join the party. It's a lot of fun. See you soon.
2: Doc and Nerd.
0: Listener, if you enjoy this show, you should definitely check out our awesome fan club. It's over on Patreon. Visit JoggingNerd.com slash Patreon. and Nerd! And you can give back to this insanity and some form of entertainment. I know it's entertaining, uh, but uh, you can sign up for a monthly or annual membership to the Patreon community, and everybody gets benefits. There's tiers, such as an exclusive podcast feed is one of the benefits. Shows come out early. There's uh, right out of the theater reactions to movies, post-show bonus content. We also do a monthly Discord hangout. Lots of fun. We just had one last week. Anthony drank three uh, 8% beers very quickly. It was fun to watch. It
1: didn't phase him at all.
0: No. Uh, next time, we'll have to give same you a guy. Get, get a six pack. Yeah. Uh, same guy by the end. Yeah. Same yeah. Guy. No yeah, difference. Amazing. <laughs> Unfazed. But thanks to everyone for coming out for those. That was fun. Uh, the next one is Thursday, March 23rd. Put it in your calendar, 8 p.m. Central. And there is a fun tier where you can pick any movie, uh, you want and force us to watch it and review it. And we kind of, sometimes we love doing these. Sometimes we hate doing these, but it's always a fun time. Uh, all of that can be found at jockeynerd.com slash Patreon. Now let's get to this week's review. We are doing one of those Patreon movie picks. Right now, oh shit! And we have a special guest joining us—the person who has requested this movie also wanted to be on the show with us. uh Please welcome the lovely Chaz Hebbard Hi, Chaz.
4: How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on, guys.
0: I'm so glad you could join us. I From love the beautiful country of Chazerbaijan. Eat some Azerbaijan. <laughs> Chaslington. Also, if you're on the Patreon, you may remember co-host of Jock Talk. Is that ever coming back, fellas?
4: Ask Chaz. Uh, oh, okay. You keep putting this on me. I'm not sure that I'm the one that let this die. I don't know if I'm just going to take the blame for this. You uh, this
2: were the is one that would Always Ooh. text me and go, "Hey." Yeah, .com. and then
4: we had like three misses, and it just seemed like a lot of work after that. And I know you're too busy clubbing and EDMing or whatever you kids <laughs> do. And it's yeah.
0: great uh, Patreon content. I'm sure two or three people miss it uh, at least. <laughs> He's busy ordering delicious food. Okay, that's true. That's true. He's Imran with the shot. I'm, I'm sure one or two
3: people
4: miss it. Oh, that's, that's I mean, accurate. Well, I'm not even gonna contest that. I,
0: look, I actually took a shot at something. Come on, give me. Uh, I never do that. I was you
3: feeling don't, you great. Don't do that.
0: Anyways, <laughs> Chaz we got his shirt off now and everything. <laughs> I'm holding a kettlebell. That's why it makes me feel powerful. (laughs) Chaz submitted this pick of this movie we're going to do and requested that uh, he wanted to join us. And we love I love that request. I'm so glad you're here. I think this is only the second time done something like this. If you remember, Adam Morris joined us for What the Fuck Happened? uh, Masters of the Universe, I believe. Mm. That was also a Patreon pick. But Chaz has picked the movie The Princess Bride from 1987. Here are your spoiler alerts.
1: Strap yourselves in, you fucks. Spoiler time.
0: And this is crazy because you're here, Chaz. So I could say this show is sponsored by, dedicated to Chazlington Hebbard. Chaz, thank you <laughs> for being a patron of... For sixty months. Yeah.
1: Like, oh Jesus. Sixty. What are do you doing? I hope, He's like, I gotta get my credit card. And,
4: I hope yeah, I haven't been paying me, you guys
1: for that long. <laughs> I hope I didn't remind you uh, that Holy you
0: uh, should have kept about that this.
1: to yourself and run. Yeah. Never mentioned. You
0: know. <laughs> it was. It was great having you as a patron, Chaz. As the <laughs> last thing. No. I, and you know what? I love having you here, even though you forced me to watch Kingsman, the gold gold circle. Oh, that team. was yeah, you great. Deserve, I should you deserved it. it. I remember that. I did deserve it. So I took my punishment. So and it was uh, you know, it was a movie. Uh, anyways, let <laughs> set up Princess Bride real quick on Rotten Tomatoes. This movie sitting right now, ninety seven percent tomato meter out of seventy nine reviews, eight point five out of ten, audience score ninety four percent a well-loved well-rounded movie. The movie made for about 16 million dollars uh, ends up only making 30.9 million but becomes a huge cult hit uh, huge on VHS after the uh, VHS comes out so it made a lot of money afterwards. Uh, the movie directed co-produced by Rob Reiner son of TV legend Carl Reiner you may know Carl Reiner uh, he's all, Rob Reiner also Mead head from all in the family. And has directed things like This is Spinal Tap, When Harry Met Sally, Misery, A Few Good Men. All pretty good movies. Yeah, some good, <laughs> Stand, good by uh, yeah,
1: Stand By Me? Yes, Stand By Me as well.
0: Was it, did he do Stand By Me? No, nope. I stopped That's it. That's correct. Good Men. Uh, this, the story is actually written by uh, the guy who wrote the novel. There, It's adapted. This is a book written in 1973 by William Goldman, and he has adapted his own book. For the screenplay. Uh, Goldman has written screenplays for Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, All the President's Men, Marathon Man, so he's no stranger to screenplays. And then, I thought this was great, music by Mark Knopfler from Dire Straits. Anthony, do you know who that is? Or I did that not is? know that. Wow. Yeah. Who? Mark Knopfler, Dire Straits, Money for Nothing, Chicks for Free, Sultans of Swing. He's an amazing musician. It's a great mm. band. I love Dire Straits, so that was exciting uh, to see that. Starring uh, in this movie as Wesley, we have Carrie Elwes, uh, Indigo Montoya, played by Mandy Patinkin, Robin Wright as Princess Buttercup, uh, Chris Sarandon as Prince Humperdinck, Christopher Guest as Count Rugen, Wallace Shawn, who is hilarious, as Vizzini, uh, seven foot, all seven feet, four inches of Andre the Giant as Fezzik. Anthony, do you know what his real name is?
3: Yeah, Andre like Rutinoff or
0: something. Andre Rene Rusimov. Rusuma, I, I did game. not know. Yeah. Fred Savage playing the grandson a year before Wonder Years hits the heirs. Uh, Peter Falk, Columbo as the grandfather, um, and Peter Cook as the clergyman and a bunch of other people, plus amazing cameos by Billy Crystal, Carol Kane, uh, who almost kind of steal this movie. Anthony, have you seen The Princess Bride before? I have, yeah. Okay. Tell us what happens in The Princess Bride.
3: Uh, the Princess Bride is about a little boy that is sick in his room and his grandpa comes over to tell him a story and he brings over this book that is about uh, this lady that falls in love with a farm boy who goes away and disappears and she's now betrothed to some king that she doesn't want to marry and this guy uh, in black comes to save her and... Uh, by coming to save her, he gets caught up in a adventure that uh, ends up having making him have to save her again. How about that?
0: Uh, sure, <laughs> fantasy tale, Chaz uh, Burger. This is your movie. I want to know what is your relationship with this movie and why did you pick this movie?
4: Yeah, I've always I've always enjoyed the Princess Bride. I remember I think the first time I ever saw it, um, I was probably eleven. Uh, and I, I was on a Pee Wee football team, and my parents had this big conversion van that had like the VHS player in it,
2: yeah, <laughs> so you awesome. could watch movies.
4: Yeah. yeah. And so we we had to drive a long way to play our game. So we would we would drive, and if we won, we were we got to watch movies on the way back. And so my dad pops in the Princess Bride, and he's like, "Here, you guys will like this movie." And a bunch of young football players that think they're macho and stuff like, "We're not watching that girly movie." <laughs> <laughs> And we got home before the movie was over, and we all just sat in the van and finished it like the extra thirty minutes like, <laughs> me and me and all my teammates just were so into it um, by the end that we all you know stayed and just sat in the driveway and finished watching the movie in the van.
0: It's amazing that you guys actually gave a movie with that title a chance because yeah, if you just read the title, you think this is a movie for little girls. Well we were not offered a choice, oh but okay. my yeah. dad said we
4: would like it, and he was right.
0: Uh that's awesome. Uh Anthony, what did you think of this movie watching again now?
3: I'll preface by saying as a kid, I think I said this last week. I don't know if we were recording or not, but I saw it as a kid. I think I saw it like in summer camp or maybe at school. I don't remember. Couldn't have been more than ten years old. Probably less. Okay. And I thought the movie was boring as shit. (laughs) Okay. As an adult watching, I hadn't touched it since uh, that time as a kid, and I had the same kind of thoughts that Chasington had in that the back of that uh, white windowless van uh, when you watch <laughs> the movie, which was oh uh, you know this is a girly movie and I'm not, I'm not going to like this. So I watched this again the other day, and um, I get it now. I like the movie. Well, I like the movie a lot more than I did as a kid. I didn't understand it as a kid. I think almost intentionally, it's not yeah. really a kids' movie. Yeah. There are like kid-like things. Also, keep in mind, as a kid, and even up until watching Game of Thrones, I never liked castles and kings and horseback. Like you know, the olden days where it's like back in the English Scottish times. Like I never liked that stuff. I still don't really like that stuff. That being said, I the movie's not really that. It's more of a comedy. Yeah, and I can appreciate um, a lot of the jokes. Also, keep in mind, as a kid, I grew up liking wrestling a lot oh yes seeing, i would think seeing andre, andre the giant yes. in this i liked i liked andre the giant a kid so seeing him again is a kind of a nostalgia kick for me and uh yeah overall i mean not my most favorite movie in the world but definitely enjoyed it and laughed out loud uh more than once
0: uh no it does that thing wonderfully where it's you can watch it with kids but it's really for the adults like good looney tunes cartoons or the older cartoons back in the day were really for adults but kids uh, kids can relate to it I would say that I thought it was inconceivable that I would like this inconceivable uh so rugs this is a beloved movie does it deserve to be what are your thoughts on this
1: I don't know but um I'll tell you I always have like a I always like this movie I I don't love it as much as everybody loves it but I do like it a lot it, it may, and every time I watch it I like it a little bit more so that's a good thing yeah it's not like I watch it and go oh, this is I think I've watched it like uh maybe three or four times. And every time I watch it, I like it a little bit more. I didn't have a revelation like with, with Lebowski where like I was watching it. And I'm like, all of a sudden yeah. it like, hits me. But um I did appreciate, you know what? Like classic movies that are just like these timeless movies that like, yeah, you can watch this in the deep future and still appreciate like it. it it's, it's cleverness. You know what I mean? Yeah. And there's just something about that. There's just something about, uh, there's a level of talent that's going on in here. Uh, you obviously, this, there's so many talented people involved with this movie. So, um, and it's been in, imitated a lot as well, I think. Um, and there's very few movies that are like this that are kind of like something you can watch with the kids, but something that's an adult thing and something that I watched as a kid and had, new jokes that I got later on in life. You know what I mean? Kind of yeah. like the Simpsons where you can watch yeah. it as multiple levels going on. So it's got a very similar thing to that. Um, so I enjoy this movie uh, a lot. There's a lot of, you know, just classic stuff going on. And you want to know something that really carries the movie is that um, Carrie Elways and uh in buttercup have good chemistry. Yeah, sure. Like it they did, look like yeah. they want to bang each other the whole time. Yeah. So it's like, even though like you have to sell this like love story that uh, there's no reason they should be in love you just buy it because of the the magnetism between them uh in that in those first few shots so um I, yeah it it does get it does get a hold of you
0: yeah rewatching this again i've seen it a, probably a couple times but i really uh, found it really charming, like a wonderful, like eighties movie in the sense of tone. And it's a great, it reminded me a lot of like Mel Brooks spoofs, right? Yeah. Like space balls, uh, very in that tone. So a little bit of Monty Python in there, a little bit of like Douglas Adam Hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy type of humor, but it's a parody of itself also. And it's kind of a fantasy movie where the princess doesn't marry the prince and, uh, you know, things don't all don't come out great and the magician, it's, you know, he's fired, and he's uh, nobody wants him, uh, and the cameos are great. Uh, so I really had a good time watching this again. It's so quotable. I still say lines from this movie all the time. Chaz, what are some of your favorite moments, some of your favorite lines from this movie that have stuck with you?
4: I mean, inconceivable, obviously, is uh, something I, I still say all the time.
0: Inconceivable.
4: And I made everybody on my shift at work go watch this movie because they didn't understand what I was saying. <laughs> and just thought I was weird. Um, but something I don't know if I, I realized it. I've seen this movie so many times. I don't know if I've always thought about this. But upon rewatching it, the whole idea of like Dread Pirate Roberts retiring and just yeah. passing the name along is that yeah. was like cool to me. And I think this is probably the first time I was really like introduced to that concept, maybe. And then as much as I like Andre the Giant and that character in this movie, I can't understand anything he's saying like the the whole time.
0: (laughs) you (laughs) got to have the captions on, which uh, helps a lot, especially with Andre. But, yeah, it's great to
1: see Andre. He's huge. You want to know what I think about this? It's it's funny. It's like the most polite movie ever. Like, they're fighting and they're always very polite to each other. I mean, you know,
0: Inigo Montoya gives uh, the man in black time to recover from climbing the mountain. And they're talking. He lets him hold his fucking sword. And then he goes, okay, give it back. And now we fight
1: <laughs> to the death. Like, really? It's great. I think even when Andre the Giant's throwing rocks at him, oh, yes. they are like, they have like a discussion. They're like, hey, let's do this like men. Well, and his, he's like, his line right.
3: before that is like, "What?" he's like, do it your way or whatever. And he's like, what's my way? He's like, when he comes around, you throw the rock at his head. And then he's like, Andre goes, my way is not very sportsman.
2: Yeah, that's a great line.
0: <laughs> I love what he's also like, when Vassini tells him to go swim after Buttercup, he goes, I only doggy paddle. <laughs> and uh but dude, uh, the three of them, like first of all, Wallace Sean, hilarious as Vizzini. I you may know him from the Cosby show. He's great at the Cosby show. That lisp is great. Um and the inconceivable line is great. I love when Montoya goes, uh, oh, you keep saying that word. I do not think you know what it means, What you think it does <laughs> Uh, and then the way he gets killed, that whole. The Battle of Wits! The Battle of Wits is because. The way he keeps off. <laughs> no way. Yes. Overthinking yes. the whole thing. Back and forth. Yeah. So I would be stupid to choose my glass.
2: Uh, <laughs> and then
0: what does he say? He goes, You fell victim. Of one of the classic blunders, the most famous is never get involved in a land war, but only slightly well known is this never go in against the Sicilian when death is on the line. And then he just <laughs> fucking laughs and keels over. It's so good. <laughs> he keeps keeling over. It's so funny. It's great. Uh and yeah, on Indigo Montoya Mandy Patinkin is great and his his line my name is Indigo Montoya you kill my father prepared to die. That's why I will always remember that.
1: My favorite well, I, part of that is when well, he meets him for the first time, the guy the six-fingered man and he t- he says the line and then the guy just takes just, off.
2: Yeah, he just
0: runs <laughs> he away. It's off. hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I like oh,
1: I crazy. like
3: when uh, Indigo Montoya's is uh he's been drinking. And uh Fezzik finds him and yeah. then they like cut to Fezzik trying to revive him and he's just dumping his head in both buckets of warm water <laughs> and cold water, like over and over.
0: It works. That's how you wake him up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, when he knocks out on a giant and he's like, Rest well and dream of large women. As he leaves. It's so, I'm my favorite, Billy Crystal. I always say this when people are leaving. I'll just go, have fun, storming in the castle and wave like an <laughs> idiot.
3: Uh, why, why did they cast Billy Crystal and then just put him in all that makeup? I mean, you could still tell it's Billy
0: Crystal. Oh, 100%. I was
3: like, that's Billy Crystal. What's he's going like, on Hello here? in
0: there. Hello. Uh, but those two, that is like the funniest scene of the movie. Well,
1: I them. thought it was McMill Brooks at first for some reason. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, it's Billy Crystal. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <yay. laughs> yeah. You don't know why he's under all that makeup. But it's like it reminds me of yogurt uh, from. Uh, yes. Yogurt from Spaceballs.
3: Yeah, I'm. I'm looking for the the the. the other, there was another line that really made me laugh. Um, it's when he uh when the the sort of the the guy the man in black wakes up from the cast in the castle. Yeah, like on top and like he's his body doesn't work, and Indigo Montoya's is like, "Let me explain." And then, and then he asks like he rapid fires like five questions at him, and then he goes, "Let me sum up instead."
2: Yeah, <laughs> It's like no, no, that will take, <laughs> take too long. Let me
0: sum up. It'll take too long. Let me sum up. The line where he's about to kill herself, and he's in the bed, and he's like, you know, there's a shortage of perfect breasts in the world. Yeah. <laughs> it would be a pity to damage yours. So great. It was, it was another reminder of what PG in the '80s
3: was, which was like, I don't know that that's like, is that that's barely that could be like a low R, maybe PG-13 with the amount of blood they have too. It, yeah,
0: yeah, it's, it gets uh, yeah, that's right, it gets a little racy, bloody.
3: I mean, they're talking about her perfect breasts, and I'm like, "This is wait a minute, this is on Disney Plus."
1: <laughs> I mean, it is a lot; it is a, a line, but uh, it, they, glo- they they go past it. They don't they don't linger on that too long. No. But um, the uh, another thing that was really really nice was that whole uh, cutting back and forth to Fred Savage and his grandfather. Yeah, and yeah. how he's like starting to warm up to the book, just like everybody else. That was in the in the van watching it with the football team. Like he's like ah, oh, he's like yeah, they're kissing. He's like ah, oh, I don't mind it now. Is like, this
0: the kissing book, Grandpa? Yeah, is that Columbo? That is yeah. Columbo. This yeah. is the fucking great Columbo, dude. Peter Falk is great. But yeah, that structure of it's this is a story being told to a young boy, and you know it gets interrupted sometimes, killing the momentum, but always like that would have been you, Chaz, right? You you're you're at the same age where you're
4: like, hold on, what's with all this kissing? <laughs> yeah felt like that for sure <laughs> how uh, old were you again i was probably like 11 11 okay yeah you're
3: probably around that age yeah well i i also got a nostalgia kick just see, but that's fred savage right yes, in his room yeah, I, I remember oh. watching the wonder years growing up yeah
0: too. and all the shit in his room is kind of great there's a lot of chicago stuff there's like a refrigerator perry poster he's wearing a bears t-shirt there's a chicago cubs pennant he's playing fucking commodore 64 and shit mm. like, oh, fucking great, great nostalgia stuff with that. Uh, would you guys consider this a Christmas movie? Technically, he's is there. It? He's what? there at Christmas time. If you look, there's a Santa Claus on the wall. There's snow outside. He gives him a present, the grandpa.
1: Oh, this is no. like, this no. is no. around <laughs> Christmas time. <laughs> no. No, I I just watched it and I didn't realize it was a Christmas movie. Then it's not. But it is. No. It's it's Christmas time when he's telling. Technically, him the story. it takes place during Christmas, but
4: as being set at this, Christmas does not make a movie a Christmas movie. No, okay. This is and and this most is of the story happens in Florin, and it's not Christmas yeah. there. So yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. Chaz. <laughs> tell tell <laughs> him, Chaz. Inconceivable. <laughs> Wrong <Inconcivable>. again. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Wrong again. Uh, how about uh, the
0: clergyman going marriage? <laughs> <love, laughs> yeah, Everything with a W. Yeah, I mean, it is making fun of speech Where's impediments the wing? a little bit, but what is it making a, fun of like a, a person with a speech impediment? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, right yeah.
1: question. Could you now? Could you make this movie now?
0: Well, does it? Hold, yeah, does it hold up? And could you make it now? I don't know about the speech. The guy with the speech impediment. I don't know.
1: No, you can't do anything funny now. Yeah. That's it. The answer is no. If it, you can't do anything that's going to be interesting now, it's all. That's it. But does the uh, does the movie hold up still?
0: Did it age well?
1: Look, I watched it and I thought it was okay. I, it does hold up to a degree. Yes, I do think it does. It's a classic for a reason. I mean, it's a comedy, right?
3: So, yeah. I, and it's set back in you know, the olden days or whatever. So that makes it almost kind of timeless.
0: I would agree. I think it is. It has the kind of a timeless, timeless thing, even though they all have like American accents, which for some reason, like it works in well, this. Look, if you
1: put it, uh, if you put it into this fake fantasy timeline, that's supposed to be medieval in nature, like uh, people in medieval times were not, you know, the best. That's why you have the word medieval. Because people getting beheaded, you know, people getting fucking – all kinds of shit happening to them. So, yeah, so if it's set in that time, you can't really hold it accountable for whatever's going on. That's what's going on at that time. Chaz, who were your favorite characters in the movie?
4: Um, I mean, Vizzini's, like, great for sure. And then and Anigo Montoya, I think you're probably most invested – I was more invested in his – Kind of story arc yeah. and the love it's story with Wesley and Buttercup. Yeah, that was more mm-hmm. interesting.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: And then the the wizard, the wizard guy's hilarious. His, his interactions with his wife are hilarious, too.
0: Yes, because he he's like, it's a witch. because goes, no, I'm not yeah. your wife. <laughs> <laughs> she calls it a liar. They're yelling. And then, yeah, they make the thing with the chocolate coating to help it go down easy. <laughs> and that whole that whole bit is hilarious. Like it's like weekend at Bernie's. They're dragging him around. Really funny physical stuff.
4: Do you guys think the the movie I watched before this was Ant Man, which okay, is so did we all like a CGI yeah. guy fuck fest. Yeah, and then you watch this movie where all of the effects are practical. And I kind of feel like the the suspenseful scenes in the Princess Bride with like the eels and the rodents of unusual size. The rodents. Those are almost more susp- suspenseful than any CGI thing that I've seen in a while. Even though they're not great effects, like they're still, they seem ominous, tangible, I guess. Right? Yeah. No, I, I was I was impressed with how well that stuff held up, actually, you, rewatching I it. Have again.
1: A, I kind of have a theory on this. And it's like you're so desensitized by the way they make movies now because we're watching, we're on our, what, like millionth Marvel movie now? Yeah. 31. So we've become so desensitized to like their kind of filmmaking. That's why we're bored. And when you go back to old movies, we're not like watching old movies all the time. So like they're jarring and they they kind of, even when they're slow, a little bit slower and moving and everything like that, they still, um, if they're done right, could still grab your attention and, and becomes, you see that magic, that movie magic that, that we kind of miss now. So I think it, it, I think it, it also happen. helps
3: that the the tone of the movie is kind of playful. Yeah. So you can look at this eel that clearly isn't real and go, yeah, but this is like a weird fantasy movie, right? Like, you know, right off the bat when the when, uh, the man in black falls down the hill and says, as you wish. and Robin <laughs> Wright chases. No, after it's him clearly by, a stunt
0: person. It, but it was a dude. Well, and Robin Wright could, yeah.
3: chases after him by falling down the hill after yeah. him. And then they just get up and they're fine. Yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> so it's like, oh, the hurt. part of this movie, this movie isn't taking itself all that seriously.
0: That's the thing. That's the, such the charming thing about it. You could see the stunt double for buttercup is like a dude with a mustache real quick. <laughs> like, but the, they would have had so many broken bones, but I agree about the practical effects. Like the fire swamp scene, actual flame shooting out. They set her fucking skirt on fire, like for real. Right. The, the Rouse's, that wrote it. there was a person in there, I guess. And Rob Reiner did the, the voice for the Rouse, the little noises. Uh, mm. and yeah, that was, that was kind of a scary looking scene. And the eel scene is great because she has swum far away and the eels coming at her. And then all of a sudden she's like next to the boat as Fezzik punches the eel and just lifts her out with one hand. Uh, you know what I like too
3: is that, that scene. It's it's just so ridiculous. Them climbing the rope and oh, both of them yes, are climbing the rope without using their legs.
0: He, and not <laughs> only that, Andre the Giant
1: is holding three
0: people, three people and just
1: right. pulling himself up with his arms. It's so I, good. I heard that Andre the Giant's back was fucked up during fucked this up. movie. And he yeah, could say do anything. Yeah.
3: I was just going to say that. Yeah. They, he His back was so fucked up because he just had surgery that... He couldn't even care that scene where he carries Robin, right? Yes, there's cables. They had to lower her with wire. Yeah, she's something somebody
0: was whole. Yeah, that the-
3: he would. But and then there was supposed to be um, a scene at the end that they decided not to do where uh, Fred Savage's character looks out the window after he tells a story and he sees the four of them on white horses. Oh, no back, way out, out his window?
0: window.
2: Oh, yes.
3: But there, they were like. Number one, we couldn't find a horse that would carry Andre the Giant because yeah, he's 500 pounds. I can't imagine And a we horse. would have had to lower him on wires onto a horse because he couldn't get up there.
0: Jesus. I can't... Wow. I can't imagine... Andre, you need a fucking giant horse. I can't see Andre the Giant <laughs> sitting on a horse. An elephant. How, give him an elephant. Yes, give him an elephant. <laughs> Everybody else has horses. It just looks like a horse because of his size. That'd sod, be funny. How about the whole bit where he's rhyming and, like, the funniest line is as they're floating away. You, but, the CD goes... No more rhyming. And I mean it. And then you hear him go, anybody want a peanut? And it's just so fucking stupid. This is so stupid. It's so <laughs> funny, the rhyming. He just keeps rhyming. No more rhyming. <laughs> uh, but no, it's like a
1: satire and a parody. Did you did you see that uh, Siskel and Ebert, both of them, liked this movie? They
0: gave it two thumbs up. Uh, Ebert gives it, gave it three and a half stars.
1: Yeah, he liked this movie. He really liked it. How about I couldn't the, believe uh... it.
3: How about the albino talking in an evil voice and then coughing and then just talking like
0: a normal person? It's <laughs> like, oh, I'm sorry. Come this way. Yes. Oh, yeah. He was. That's the character's name, the albino. That yeah. fucking torture machine and Humperdink is such a dick. And even Buttercup's kind of a dick in the beginning as she's orbiting bossing- around. Yeah. She oh, has yeah, no parents in
1: that movie. Where's her parents? Where is her parents? The- her parents? She's just a farm girl that owns a farm and has a, has a, 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 a servant. It's interesting that she
3: like gets she's one of the more famous people coming out of the movie yeah this is her
0: big break like this was her first big movie i
3: didn't like her character besides like one of the more little one of the more least interesting characters in the movie for me i didn't really like she's young so like yeah. a young robin wright's like nice to look at but yeah. other than that i'm like
1: eh. i think that was all you needed at back back then you i think so to be able it wasn't to, much for her to do yeah, yeah she's think, not particularly likable no,
0: no, she isn't in the beginning. You're like she's a dick. She has. You're,
3: a- you're completely right, Chaz. Like her and even Carrie Elway's character. Yeah, them two when they were on screen, they have decent chemistry. But I was like, give me to the other guys. All the other characters are more fun.
1: Yeah, I love him. Dingo Montoya,
3: Indigo Montoya, fezzik the, the 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 Miracle Man. I mean, those are all funny characters.
0: Miracle Max. Miracle Max. Uh, she has a little bit of agency, though, right? She's not a complete damsel in distress. Uh, well, yeah, she just doesn't yeah. want to marry the guy. Yeah. And then he's about to, like, smack her in that one scene before she knows who she is. I was like, what is going on here? I thought you loved this girl. And he's like, don't let my hands fly Once He wants, he wants to kill her.
1: No, no, Whoa. he's talking about he's talking about the
0: uh, the man in black Wesley oh, when he comes oh, back yeah. before he tells her and he says he's the dread pirate. Well, there was a time when you could do that.
1: Yes, that yeah. was time. <laughs> yeah, you can't. As I said, it's medieval times. <laughs> it was the eighties. You could do that. It the, well, yeah, <laughs> you <can> raise your <laughs> hand from the, from the beginning of time till night. The nineteen eighties it was perfectly. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
3: <laughs> Fuck, <laughs>
2: this,
1: this
3: podcast <laughs> is never going to make it. <laughs> we're we're good, obviously joking. <laughs> we're joking <going> <laughs>
2: Uh,
1: I thought it's reaching uh, for a joke. some
0: interesting things here. They uh, both Carrie Elways and Mandy Patinkin had to learn to fence with both hands because uh, they do that. Great. Oh, uh, let me tell you something. I'm also not right-handed or left-handed uh, and they fence with both hands. I thought that fencing scene was it was OK. It was pretty good. I mean, it looked like they both did it. Yeah, they both they were
1: stuntmen doing it. And, they, were, but they, then, they did it.
0: And then cutting to the stuntmen for the the gymnast
1: pole spin around jump is hilarious. Yeah, that was the only thing that they had a yeah. stuntman for
4: in that. Did anybody else notice, though, when he lands from that flip? Yeah. You can see the mat that he's on because it kicks oh. up dust oh, really? all around him. Yeah. Oh, really? It's he's like very obvious.
2: I love
0: those little kind of things in this movie where you can see the stuntman. We can see some of the. Well, the when he making. jumps
1: into the door to open the door to get to Buttercup in the castle, Like the whole set shakes. <laughs> it's like you can tell it's not real. It's
0: like an Ed Wood movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, they tr- this was attempted to be made before by people like Robert Redford, Norman Juice and Francois Truffaut wanted to make this, uh, failed That uh, the machine, the torture machine that sucks out his soul originated from the 1983 James Bond movie Never Say Never Again Oh, the art director uh, Richard Holland, he worked on Never Say Never he explained in an interview the original torture device was meant for James Bond was constructed, but they didn't use it. But I, I can't, that's a silly device. I can't imagine that w- water to soul sucker thing.
1: Well, the first idea for the soul crushing uh, machine was uh, they are going to make them read Dan Lot comics.
2: <laughs>
1: that's very soul crushing. <laughs> that was reach. <laughs> I had to do it.
0: Um, the Rouses have been mentioned, the rodents of unusual size in uh, lots of video games like Fallout, New Vegas, Borderlands 2. World of Warcraft. This movie has a crazy legacy uh, because it stuck around in the pop culture. No, yeah, yeah,
3: I've I've heard about. It. I mean, this movie, even though I never revisited it up until Chasington made us watch it, I, I've known, I've been aware of this movie into my entire life.
0: Yeah, like everybody always talks about it and quotes it. Uh the guy, so we were talking about the Rouse, Rouses and there was some there was someone to be in the rat suit uh, in an interview. Rob Reiner says the guy they hired was in jail and they had to bail him out. And get him back to set. So that guy was a criminal in that right suit. There really was a <laughs> dread pirate Roberts, Bartholomew Roberts. Black Bart, Black right? Bart, absolutely. A Welsh pirate, considered to be one of the most successful pirates during the Golden Age of Piracy, based on the number of ships he captured and claimed. Uh, oh, and they've tried to turn it into a musical several times unsuccessfully. I think they should stop. It's not
1: necessary. No, just leave it at... I mean, it's... It's a miracle that this movie works. Period. So, like, don't fuck with it. Like, let it be what it is, and just let it let it exist as this.
0: There are many board games, tabletop card games about this. There is a casual video game called The oh, Princess yeah, Bride. Wow. Yeah. Uh, if you, uh, we never saw the PG thirteen Deadpool two that version, but they used this. They had Fred Savage come back as the grandson and use this as the narrative gimmick in that movie. Book ending. I guess Deadpool was playing Peter Falk, uh, and then during the pandemic, remember Quibby? Yeah, <laughs> does anybody remember? I remember Quibby. Quibi. Yes, yeah, I do too. Quick bites, quick bites. They had some interesting things, but during the pandemic, a bunch of celebrities redid this movie from like uh, from lockdown, and he had like Diego Luna and Patton Oswalt and uh, Neil Patrick Harris and different people playing the, the same characters. Keegan Michael Key playing somebody. Uh, and it's like an hour long movie you can watch on YouTube that everybody filmed on their phone and stitched together. Traslington, you watch this? Have you seen this?
4: Uh, I have not. I vaguely remember hearing about it. I thought it was more like a table read though. That way they did a table read more recently.
0: And then uh, Carrie always wrote a book about like behind the scenes. But then this Quibi video is crazy. And it's just like all these fucking celebrities doing the whole movie in little pieces so again, it's still very popular. People love this movie to this day. Um, is it is it Rob Reiner's best? Well, let's no. see. So he, you know, he did before <laughs> wow. this. He did this is Spinal Tap, which is a fucking brilliant,
1: That's a hilarious
0: improv comedy. Uh, so Christopher Guest, who played Count Rugen, the six finger guy, he was in that one, uh, and that movie is hard to top. But Misery is really good. A Few Good Men is Misery really good. One of
3: one or. Some the lady won an Oscar. A few good men, yeah. Stand By Me. I love Harry Stand By Me.
0: Stand by Me is a fucking fantastic uh movie. Uh so I don't
1: know. I think it I mean it's it's a good one. The, he doesn't really have a really terrible movie. When either. Harry met Sally, again, very
0: quotable, like all of his movies, people still talk about and there there's a lot of memorable moments.
3: Yeah, I haven't seen any after a few good men. So anything from no. ninety four on, yeah. I haven't
0: seen. I don't know any of these. Um,
3: all those ones, like a few good men, misery, when Harry Met Princess Bride, Stand by Me, Smile Tap, those are all, those are all movies that are on some list, on some everywhere, on someone's list for yeah. like, great movies in their genre.
1: I mean, sure.
0: it's I think it's one of the the better comedies of the eighties. Like if we had a best comedies of the eighties list, this is definitely.
3: Well, it's a uh, the film is fifty on. Bravos 100 funniest movies number 88 on the American Film Institute's AFI it's 100 a, see, years. A, yeah, it's on AFI uh, 100, 100 greatest film love stories and uh 46 on the 50 greatest comedy films list and then uh, yeah and then also selected by the Library of Congress. It is in the
1: National for Film per, Registry, yeah. yeah for Just like right. a bunch of other so movies we talked about. What do you think is in the DNA that makes things a classic? Like like something like this. It there's so many comedy movies, there's so many uh, send ups of like uh, uh, of the medieval times, you know. They've done like uh, serious movies with Errol Flynn and shit. It's very how Errol Flynn, yeah. So, like, how does how come? Why is this a? Is it just because Rob Reiner's involved and there's like a lot of uh, talented people involved? Is that what makes it a classic? Because it wasn't like well received when it came out. Right? No, no, it only made thirty million. Right? It I didn't. It didn't break the zeitgeist in, in the beginning. Chasevelt, what do you think?
4: Um, I mean, I'm not. I'm not any any movie critic like you, Anthony. But
1: uh, <laughs> you're not Roman Pola, Anthony.
2: <laughs> yeah,
4: exactly. I I just kind of feel like uh, with this movie that the tone always kind of feels right. Like it doesn't take itself too seriously. It's kind of witty and light the whole time. But the moments that are supposed to be suspenseful still have some suspense to them, and and the the parts of the movie that are supposed to be like action scenes, the action scenes are good, and it's never boring. Like it moves quickly, and I think that's mm-hmm. why it's so easy to rewatch. That's probably why it would be classic as well. Um, that's it's my opinion. Ve-
0: it's very aware. It's kind of self-aware. It knows what kind of movie it is, and that it's cheeky, tongue-in-cheek. Uh, I, th-
3: I think a movie becomes a classic when. You can quote it, right? Yeah. But also, like, you have characters that you remember. So you watch this movie and everyone remembers, um, you know, Fezzik, it, Indigo Montoya. You even remember Robin Wright as the Princess Bride because that's the name of the title. The Man in Black, the Six-Fingered Man, uh, Vincini. Like, th- there's so many characters that you would remember coming out of that movie. I think when there's characters that you remember, I think... That also helps making it in a classic, and then it's a unique tone, right? So it's a comedy set in the medieval times, um, told in the way of a, a little boy getting told a story. So it's like as so, as you guys mentioned before, it's like layered, where kids can watch it, adults can also appreciate it. So it's got a it's got, it appeals to a lot of people as well.
1: Yeah, I think it's like comforting. It's like uh, it's like a bag of potato chips, you know, yeah. like. It doesn't really have to like ascend to greatness. It just has to you know, fill that ne- that void that you need, and you want to have like a a nice light movie that's going to make you laugh. And there it is. It's it's right there. It is like it's, comfort it's
0: food too, right? And it does. It just it makes you feel good, and it has very timeless. Yeah, timeless it's like quality. marriage.
1: Man, it's what brings us it, together today. <laughs>
0: we love.
1: Like if you look at this. Well, if we want to analyze this movie, like the narrative, it's not a very good narrative. No, right? It's like this asshole girl <laughs> treats this guy like shit. Yeah. he leaves, and she's about to marry this prince. And uh I think she has a dream that someone says something bad, and she doesn't want to marry oh, him that anymore. That was
0: great, Queen of Refuse. Boo! <laughs>
1: that was great. And then the guy, the guy shows up, and he acts like an asshole to her. And uh, and it's not really like a great um, premise, but it rises above it for some reason. It's able to do that because of the tone. I think because of the tone, you're like, listen, don't take this movie serious. Uh, Just have fun with us. We're we're doing this stupid movie. And uh, yeah, I guess we all can go along for the ride. Yeah, I agree.
3: I agree. And there's also, I think a little bit of it too is, they have Andre the Giant in the movie, who's just a beloved human being throughout yeah. history. Yeah. You know, like, I, just having that guy in the movie makes it more unique. And he, I mean, he doesn't look like anyone else you'd ever yeah. see.
1: Yeah. Everybody uh, from the, all of the uh, post-mortems on that, like, they all said he was the greatest guy to work with. He was yeah. nice yeah. and everything. They didn't say he was an asshole. Yeah, that's Nobody true. Nobody was like, so, He must, and I think it does endear you to him a little bit when you watch that, because... When you used to watch Andre the Giant, he was like with Hulk Hogan in the ring and shit. Right. And Hulk Hogan was trying to body slam him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so uh, it's a complete different way of looking at this guy. And uh, it, I think it's great that he did this.
3: Yeah,
1: 100%. He's in a classic movie as like a sympathetic character. And he has a lot of screen time. And he, he's one of the good guys.
3: So. And they let yeah. him say his lines and. I'm sure they like did multiple takes and they were like, you know what? screw it, just let him say get it. out. the yeah. way.
1: <laughs> He's not going
0: to get this out right. People will figure it out eventually. Yeah. There one
3: day we will have closed captioning and people will be able to figure this out.
2: <laughs> that day was, That's
0: exactly what we did. That day is now. That's what we did. I had no problem. But also, you got to think about this movie came when this came out in 87, there was Willow, there was David Bowie's Legend, and I think it, Lady it's, Hawk lady yep. hawk but it sets itself apart from those like those are trying to be like serious action fantasy whatever and and more for family but this one definitely sets itself oh, apart yeah,
3: that's, this is fun actually let me pull up the 87 box office
0: and what's just, weird is I don't mind that they don't that they're using American accents. Where the Willow Disney Plus TV show, the kids are doing a, like modern day vernacular and American accents and I'm like, this doesn't work at all. But here would you like it to, works.
3: Would you like to know the 87 top 10 box office? Yeah, offers?
0: 1987 I think was a good year.
3: You got uh just just to set the stage for what kind of year this was. Beverly Hills Cop 2 number 1. Oh. Platoon number 2. Three Fatal Attraction. Four, The Untouchables. Five, Three Men and a Baby. Six, Secret of My Success. Seven, Stakeout. Eight, Lethal Weapon. Nine, Witches of Eastwick.
0: And oh. ten, Predator. Oh, and Predator in 87 also came out in 87. But all- other movies
3: that came out besides uh, besides uh, this were that were notable RoboCop, mm-hmm. oh. Dirty Dancing, uh, Full Metal Jacket, Spaceballs. Yes. So, Planes, Trains, and
0: Automobiles, The Lost Boys, Man, those are all great movies. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot oh, of great yeah. movies. Yeah. Holy so, shit! I don't think I saw this in the theater. Raising I think Arizona. <laughs> I think
3: I caught this. Look on how diverse DHS. they are. Yeah. They're like
1: not this. They're not all superhero movies. Yeah, so,
3: yeah. I mean that, that top ten. You're looking at a comedy. Bart Cop Platoon. Well, that's a war movie. Fatal Attraction is the like the thriller. Uh, yeah, thriller. Love like that. The uh, femme fatale type shit. So like, you got all sorts of weird shit in this in the top ten back then.
0: Yeah, look at the movies out now. There's no, you don't see that. Oh, variety. It's all big blockbusters. You don't see that variety. There was something for everybody. All right, I think we all said the movie kind of, it kind of holds up. Uh, sure. Uh, let's rate it. Uh, uh, Chaslington, you go first. It's your pick. Oh, Whoa. I
4: was not prepared for this. Um, <laughs> he he
3: he stopped listening to the show years ago. He, yeah, he, he doesn't does even pay the movies.
0: <laughs> it's I in the give notes, damn it!
4: Standard. I know. I'm going to give it an eight point five. Oh, okay. Nice. I like this movie a lot. i always love it. You can never say anything bad about it to me.
0: I I mean, it is almost like a a perfect movie for its time and for the the existing now. It's almost perfect. Uh, Anthony, what would you give it?
3: Seven-year-old me said this was a one and would never watch this again. (laughs) Uh, Me at this age, I'll leave my age ambiguous, is uh, (laughs) I would say it's seven and a half. I, uh, I enjoyed the movie. Um, I don't have the, the, the childlike tie to it that Chaslington has. So I think that helps when you see something as a child and you really connect with it. But yeah, yeah. I like the movie. I thought it was fun. I'm also going to say, I don't think it's Rob Reiner's best Yeah, uh, of the Rob Reiner movies that I have seen. I like, um, stand by me the best, but uh, I do Hard enjoy the that Princess one bride.
0: God, it's hard no. to beat Stand by me. Uh, and, and
3: I'll say Rob Reiner from like 84 to 92. I again, I haven't seen the movies after what a director.
0: Killer, killer set of movies. I yeah. mean, yeah. The guy knows how to make you
3: feel things yeah. from in yeah. during films.
0: Whether it's, you know, a love scene or comedy or a scare or thrilling or a coming tension of age story or, coming or a of courtroom age. scene. Yes, like the man knows how to make yeah, a story or make live. you scared. Yeah. Yeah, you know. that and uh, that that is a good versatility. I'll give it an eight out of ten. Rewatching it, I had a lot of fun and fond memories, and just the fact it has so many quotable things that sometimes I still say. uh And I, I'll, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's a good Rob Reiner movie. It's hard to beat Stand By Me, which is that's a perfect movie. Rugs, what would you give it? And Spinal Tap is fucking hilarious. Yeah, never yeah, seen
1: You ju- you just pretty much stole my thunder there. No, sorry, but uh, I would say. Uh, I, I'm I'm going to seven point five as well. I feel like it's a, it. That's a solid score. Uh, you've ascended past average and way above average, and now you're like flirting with an eight right now. Yeah. So that's good. Um, is Spinal Tap? I think is is a much more of a unconventional film and the fact that it works so well i think it that that's like a, to be commended and stand by me is a classic coming of age movie uh and it, not only that but it's well done it's well executed and so is uh, a few good men very well executed misery is very well executed yes, so too. um and there and like he's got like a you know straight up comedy he's got uh it's like some uh mysterious horror stuff like like misery is like stephen king it has got some mystery to it stand by me has got a mysterious vibe to it um so yeah he's it, it, a very talented director you, you know what rob and, reiner
3: does really well i'm looking at all these films a lot of these films I, other than stan um this is spinal tap maybe even spinal tap but he takes written works that other people have made and ah, really uh, translate them to all the free to the screen so stand by me is a, yep, is a stephen, king. stephen king novel yep. so is uh misery yeah, we talked oh, about yeah. Princess Bride being an yeah. adaptation. Few Good Men is a is a, based on a play by Aaron Sorkin.
0: Oh, that's a Sorkin play. Ah.
3: Yeah, he's good at adapting. He's good at taking stuff and, and it is
0: it, this movie, especially kind of like the movie itself, where like the grandfather is passing on a fantasy, fantasy to his grandson through the oral tradition of reading. It is a movie that like you watch and grow up loving, and you want to play for your kids and have them grow up. And have a different, you know, relationship with it as they grow up. Cause well, you-
3: instead now you would just put a YouTube video in front of your kids' face.
0: Well, yeah, if you're going to be lazy, read.
3: Come yeah. on, no,
0: no, I'm talking about yes, princess. Just no, you I would like- want to show this movie to your kids. Oh yeah, yeah. No, you know, I'm talking that about. I
3: like the line where he goes. Uh, oh yeah, that's a great. Books line. were TVs
0: yes. back in the day for us. <laughs> back in my day, television yeah. was books. Yeah, <laughs> was <laughs> <funny>. <laughs> I can see myself saying that in a few short years. Back in my day, the internet was the library. <laughs> uh or something like that uh but chaslington thank you so much for picking this movie man and your support we appreciate it
4: did you enjoy this better than kingsman 2
0: absolutely 100 percent. thank you for having mercy on me it is a much better movie than kingsman golden circle have you seen
4: the new one the last one yeah i didn't like it as much The okay none of them so. are as good as the first one the first one had some juice i liked the first one a lot uh, there was Jews in it? I missed it. Juice. <laughs> oh, 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 And okay. so does Sorry. this film. I don't
2: know. <laughs> uh, this one does, yeah.
0: too. Uh, okay, let's do some news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation.
2: It's for news, from the, news nation. from the nation. <laughs> oh.
1: It
0: stinks. It stinks. It stinks. I got more comments from uh, our group, Jock and Nerd Nation, about A Man 3. But first, Jazzers, you said you saw this movie. Give us a quick uh, two minute review there. What'd you think? Uh, I didn't care for it. No, he did not like the Quantum Mania. I mean, he didn't like
4: it. It was fine. I kind of think I've kind of fallen out of love with Marvel a little bit. Uh oh. Like, I didn't watch Black Panther, didn't watch Thor, Love, and Thunder. Mm um, I keep saying, you know, I'll get to them eventually on Disney Plus, but I haven't found my way there yet.
0: Have you watched any of the shows, the TV shows?
4: Yeah, uh, I watched Falcon and the Winter Soldier, WandaVision, Loki. They're all fine. All right, but had, I haven't had anything in a while that hit me quite like, I don't know, like Civil War or yeah, Winter yeah. Soldier. Sure. Or I haven't put out anything like that. In a, it feels like a long time.
0: Yeah, I mean I get that. That you know, I that's a sentiment I've seen a lot. Uh let's find out we got some more comments. Chris Marin said I enjoyed it much more than Wakanda Forever and Love and Thunder. A little Star Wars E two, however, the quantum realm felt tiny in scope and more like a small town rather than the equivalent to a galaxy. Overall a lot of fun. Uh Robbie spliff dog maze, who has the best name. Uh, it was cool, with questionable moments. I enjoyed it, though. I've seen the same people that love Venom, New Mutants, Eternals, and Black Adam shit on this movie. And there's nothing wrong with liking those movies, but we know you know. she says, uh, Wes Cranford said, I also like this movie. Definite Star Wars vibe. They really pushed the family thing, too. Uh, Tony is right about the tonal problems. I did like MODOK as far as he's always been silly in Captain America comics. Kang was great. I liked the variants. Uh, and I forgot uh, I didn't get the rest of it. It doesn't matter. He liked the movie. Uh, And finally, Jose Ibarra. Jose. Uh, He listened to our review and said listening to Rugboy talk about how Marvel pissed off a lot of people by not staying true to comics made me wonder if they can still kind of do it. They won't, but I think there's a way they can. What if they did a Disney Plus show of the Marvels comic series from the mid-90s, Use the photographer's point of view to sort of retell the MCU in a different, more true-to-comic way, make it a place on a different Earth than the MCU, make it canon, they can include the Fantastic Four and X Men. An animated series could even stay true to the unique Alex Ross, Alex Ross art from the comic. I love Marvels. I I would love to see that. That'd be kind of cool not, if that not, got translated. They're not going to do it. <laughs> What's the Marvel? I don't even know what that is. Marvels was this four issue. You got to get it. It's so good. Four issue limited series, fully painted by Alex Ross, super realistic, and it was from the point of view of a reporter. I think it was Ben Urich from the Daily Bugle. Yeah. You're right. And so it was how he and like the people on the ground level saw these heroes. So it had great panels. Like he's in his office and you would just see like Spider-Man crawl up outside the window. But the way Alex Ross paints Spider-Man, like you see the fabric folding. Uh, it's all, it's like very grounded. Uh, so it's this, this, this normal person, civilian. That Point was when
1: Alex Ross was like the man, and everybody wanted him to do. He was doing King. I think he did this before Kingdom Come, or after Kingdom Come. I can't remember. It might have been after. But um, yeah. So he was. He ended up doing his his like spin on Marvel, and uh, he wanted to you know get his chance to paint all the Marvel people. So he did. Interesting. It's
0: very good. It's a it's a great little like self contained story. Um so all right good stuff good stuff let's finish with some what are we watching Jazzers, tell me you're watching the last of us
4: I'm not no, I'm going son to Son of a bitch As soon as it's all out I'm going to binge it um have you I played? yeah I played the games you have I, I game. love the games yeah and I feel I'm glad that everything I'm seeing is so positive because when they announced it I felt like that could be a good show but they would have to you know do some things right and it sounds like they have so i'm very excited for it
0: i mean it's the same guy who wrote the game is writing this show right so any changes he wants to make i'm completely on board right like he's telling he's getting a chance similar to kirkman in the beginning of the walking dead he got a chance to tell the story again and fine-tune it and make it better for the medium and he's absolutely doing that have you played the dlc of last the first last of us
4: I don't I don't remember I think I had the definitive edition so probably
0: it. Ha- it's like a Ellie backstory mission kind of thing you remember that I don't remember that they did that on in this last episode so they d- it's crazy because I was like this isn't in the game and I didn't know thanks to Jose Ibarra letting me know that this is the DLC content and for a game to be so fucking good that the DLC is even amazing and holds up the adaptation <laughs> is wild, right? It was. A, I thought it was a this last episode was fantastic seven, but Jazz hasn't watched it. But spoiler free uh, reactions, Anthony Rugboy.
4: You can spoil it for me. I don't care. Uh, I didn't it. know that this it.
3: was the the DLC, but I, I thought it was a good episode. Just another solid episode, and
2: yeah. I, I mean, we knew what,
1: we knew what was going to happen because it's a flashback, and you know, so. That sucked a lot of the drama out of it for me, but I did like the episode. I thought it was very well done. I mean, it stalls
0: the story for a whole episode, right? So, yeah, but we but you know. learning this about Ellie was, I think, very important Adds so much depth. And there's just something compelling. So in this episode, they break into an abandoned mall. There is something I love about abandoned malls. There's this in Instagram account I follow, and this guy just goes into abandoned malls and films it, and it's just so fucking interesting and creepy and fascinating. I don't know what it is.
1: It's nice to know the back the backstory and everything, but I do feel like I, that, I was like, the whole episode passed, and we don't know if this dude is going to die or not. Yes. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. I felt like very, very Walking dead
2: well, like yeah, very right. Walking
1: dead like where they just veer off. Um, so it's fine. They have to do it every once in a while. It's not like a big deal. So
4: uh, I I'll allow it. Oh, so. uh, did they leave you guys on a cliffhanger with like a decompress episode? Well, it, I mean, it what you yeah, would sort of, you would call, like, it would be unfair to call it a filler
0: episode.
2: Yeah,
3: I don't think it's a complete decompress because the story within that story is a flashback about something kind of crazy that happened. But, uh, but it just like rug said, it's, you know where it's going, right? So. Like you
1: could skip it. I yeah. mean, you really. It's the same other story than, without it. I mean, the, the the most important thing that you learn is basically uh, about Ellie and, and relationships, and like yeah. uh, you know how the relationships are always weird. But it, I, but I I would go to say that anybody living in this world has got relationships where people just disappear yeah or they lost you know. people but yeah could, so, now
0: uh, Ellie suffered like now you know she has suffered a loss similar to what Joel had suffered from the beginning yeah. of the show right so they she that's why she doesn't leave him and she's got a connection but right but fantastic act, acting by Bella Ramsey she was fucking that was very good to see her and yeah, have, have fun in the arcade scene it was just great uh, so okay Chaslington what are you watching anything what do you want to throw out there
4: all right, I got, I've got three things that okay, I'm watching. Okay, let's go. <laughs> um, so I, I'm i kind of going through like an HBO catch-up phase where I'm I'm catching things that I should have seen by now, but I didn't watch. Okie dokie. Um, so I just finished The Wire.
2: Oh,
4: man. was amazing. Yeah. And I mm. honestly might go back to that in a couple months and just start over because that's how much I liked it. Yeah, often yeah, it called one good. of the
0: best TV shows of all time.
4: And I've known that for years, yeah. and I don't know why it took me this long to go watch it, but- uh yeah i just finished that up and that was awesome um i've watched one season
0: and then i never finished it so at some point i gotta sit down also there's only five seasons yeah it's a very good drama
4: yeah it's and it so the reason i even got started on that was because i watched breaking bad and if you if you look up breaking bad and say "Is, is this the best tv show ever made yeah most of the comments will be no that's the wire
0: or Sopranos, The Wire. That's always Sopranos up there. Too. Breaking yeah.
4: Bad is always up there. So I finally I finally made myself sit down and start The Wire, and it's. I think it's way better than Breaking Bad. It moves a lot better than Breaking wow. Bad.
0: And you have the late, great uh, Michael Michael Kenneth Williams playing Omar. Yeah. Omar is yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah, one of the best characters.
4: Isn't is Idris Elba in that or no? He is, yeah. Stringer Bell. Yeah. he He's also fantastic in it.
0: Yeah, that's when I gotta sit down and watch. All right, uh, what else you got?
4: Uh, I just finished The Watchmen uh, today. Earlier. Oh, actually. really?
0: Get the fuck out! Isn't that amazing?
4: I I was impressed with how much I liked that. Uh, I wasn't a huge Watchmen fan yeah. necessarily. Yeah. I didn't know how I was gonna feel about the show, and pretty much right from the start, though, I was I was into it. Um, I liked that a lot. Shit, I would watch that again.
0: I mean, two two great things like learning about the Tulsa riots and how embarrassed I felt that I was like, what the fuck this happened that I did not know this fucking happened. No, it was not in any history book. That was uh, just a revelation. And then the way that they're actually able to show Dr. Manhattan, how he is in every moment of time at once. And they're almost able to like translate that on screen to something you can understand. I thought was impressive.
4: Yeah. And, Dr. Manhattan made more sense and seemed more like a real character in sure. this than I I had him in my head. Yeah. Like I haven't read the whole book or, or anything, so I'm not super familiar with the character, but I was more attached to him than I thought I would be.
2: I mean,
0: I, I I still remember the whole thing about how the cops have to call in to get their gun released. I was like, "Holy shit, this is a wild fucking Dystopian. And they wear masks. Yeah. Yes. And then the mask, like, oh, it's so good. I gotta go back and watch that again. Okay, that's a good one. What's the next thing?
4: Uh, and then my wife and I are we watching Game of Thrones uh, from the beginning? Oh, We're shit. in season five now. Oh shit! Uh, House of the Dragon kind of led us into going back and and starting that over.
0: This is your second time through Game of Thrones.
4: Um. Yeah, I've gone back and watched episodes, you know, here and there. Yeah. Before, but this is the first time you know, beginning to end, going back through it. So it's my my second full rewatch. I guess.
0: uh, Does it hit any different, kind of knowing what's going to happen?
4: So we're in season five, and these you know, season three, four, and five are so good. Yeah, and I know that I'm going to be frustrated all over again when I get to the stuff that's not as good. Yeah. So So I'm not really looking forward to that, but um, yeah, I had forgotten. It's it's crazy going back through all these other like kind of side plots and side characters that you yeah. completely forget about and get to focus on them in a new way when you go back through.
0: Fucking Littlefinger is the most evilest fuck out of all of them. Come on. <laughs> the end of the day. That dude. But I think it peaks in like, what, season five, season six, maybe? I parents? remember the,
4: the last one was bad. I didn't think any of them before that were bad. Yeah, okay. I, I didn't think.
0: I liked, game, I liked
3: Seven. the only season I didn't like was the last it was one. was eight. Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay, so I yeah. thought when when it ended in seven, I know it wasn't following the the books, but I thought the the way season seven ended, I was like,
0: give me, give me into it. Yeah, seven, seven was like, good, actually. Awesome. Yeah, so maybe it's just that last season that fucks the whole
2: thing up. It really yeah, it does. Yeah,
0: that's a shame. But you know, they didn't lose any fucking ill will when Game of Thrones came back with House of the Dragon, right? I feel like yeah, we House of it, the it's great. It, it was very good. He jump right back in. Uh okay, good stuff. Uh, Anthony, you watching anything?
3: I finished Physical 100.
0: Yes! Oh, my God. Chaz, you heard about this show?
4: I have no idea what that is.
0: Oh, my God. I finished it, too. I kind of wanted to talk about, like, the last two episodes of It's it. basically, Chaz, you
3: might like it. Yeah. It's, um, it's like, MTV is The Challenge, but with Korean celebs, like, but not the, like, it's, like, celebs, athletes, like, the top of their fields, and it's, like, The Challenge meets Squid Game, but with Korean athletes and celebs, the like fucking
0: fittest hundred people in Korea. It's the yeah. best Korean game show. Nobody's watching. Um, Nobody was watching. What are you talking about? A lot of people I guess watching. people are watching
4: subtitles.
0: Yes, <laughs> I would go subtitles.
3: Uh, Imran's a, a sadist, though. And, it dubbed. I didn't, and watches I didn't it mind. dubbed with terrible dubbing. I
0: tried to watch it with without the dub, and then I was like, Nah, this is too much. I can't pay this much attention. I got to go back. <laughs> it was a little too much. I was like, There's too much going on. Anyways, let's get to like the finale so that. Our boy, Ch- Chun, ha- what was his name?
3: Uh, it's, By the way, Chaz, Sexy Yama is in the show.
0: Sexy Yama. That is an MMA
3: guy, right? What's that? Yeah, Yoshihiro Akiyama. He's an MMA, yeah, yeah. UFC guy. He's in the show. But yeah, he, uh, that wasn't the final episode. He got eliminated before. No,
0: in the in that last, uh, yeah, in that last challenge, the punishment of Sisyphus, Chun Hung. Oh, what yeah. was his name? Oh, my, the 47 year old. Chung Soon we- Hoon. But he made it far, and I was saying that he got eliminated. But the last, like the he's fun- older
3: than you. Can you can you believe that? I know. the way he looks. I know to you. Yes,
0: it should be <laughs> embarrassed. That rude. I, it goes from a hundred to fifty to twenty to thirty to ten to five. Yep. And in the last five challenges, are you no, coll- it goes from twenty to five. Twenty to five. Yeah. Yeah. The big dude surprisingly makes it through the last five. The weightlifter.
3: And then the others, well, well, let's play it like this. Yeah. Uh, the, for this episode seven. Yeah. If you had to choose which, which one you oh would have Oh my God. In, which that was so
0: good about choose which one because there is a, there's a strength one. There's a stamina one. There's a speed one. There's a climbing one. And so you got to pick. I like that they let them pick. What would you have picked? I'm, I would lean. Fuck. I think I would lean towards just holding that boulder. the least amount of movement i could just close my eyes and go away and just pretend i'm not there and just like (laughs) occupy my mind but i
1: don't know isn't that boulder like 200 pounds yeah he He can't do that he
0: held that shit for two hours i don't think i would survive two hours Yeah, it was like
1: 220 pounds
0: there's no fucking way that's it there's the relay race that would require speed i don't think i would do good in that the continuous (laughs) rope climbing no way my hands would give out i'm way too heavy (laughs) <laughs> the, i guess i would take the punishment of sisyphus and just push myself you might be able to do the boulder one yeah rolling the ball up the hill and up, down yeah. in 40 seconds but then that fucking tag game where you are simultaneously trying to tag the person in front of you while evade the person behind you uh that was kind of crazy Why would, would you pick
3: the uh the torch one where you had to race to the, the torch yeah
0: because that's a quick three rate runs yeah. and you're out you know what yeah. was great about that one that you had that long dude dieter the baseball guy and then Miracle, Nippert, what are you, Dieter? Nippert sorry, Nippert, Dieter.
2: <laughs> Nippert, and Miracle,
0: and then the one dude in the middle, and on the first run, fucking Nippert's leg just gets caught in the thing after her and all he's done. Yeah. The second one, you keep seeing Miracle, like, hurdle the pole, and but have to turn around all the way. Oh, he's doing, he's not And he being did that efficient. twice, and it cost time, and the dude in the middle just fucking hurtled, cleared the whole thing, facing forward, kept running. No one was catching him. That was very impressive.
3: My my two thoughts were, one, that last, the, the episode eight, the, some of those challenges were just brutal. Yeah. Just br- brutal challenges. Like, the, the end challenge where they're pulling the infinite rope, that's oh, that's insanely hard. <laughs> and then uh, the other thought I had was, it's cool to see... Um, hit the spoiler button. Uh, spoiler <laughs> alert. It's cool to see, like, the people that made it to the final weren't... I mean, they were athletes, but where they weren't in sports that you would consider, like, the most yeah. popular. Like, it was... The big guy was a car dealer who just yeah. happens to work out. Yeah, the uh, <laughs> there's one guy that's a luge, like does the luge. He's a loser. Yep. Yeah, there's one guy that did um, was a mountain rescue guy.
0: Yes, that those people got to be all around. There was one shape.
3: guy that um, was a cyclist. a cyclist, the cyclist, and then the and cross-fitter. then the, the, the guy that win it yeah is a crossfitter.
0: So the, the cyclist guy intrigued me because that dude had stamina. And that shuttle race uh, was insane. They did 60, what, 70, 80 reps, and the yeah. timer kept getting shorter and shorter. That was nuts. That was but nuts. he he plowed, plowed through, and you know he survives that. And then when they do the continuous rope pull, I knew right away he was going to lose because he, at the beginning, just goes all out. Hard. Yeah. And I'm like, bro, that you're going to gas out. And the other guy kind of took his time, and they both were. T- I mean, credit to them. Everyone, they were pushed to the absolute limit of exhaustion. Oh, yeah. Of your body's physical capabilities that was impressive to see the way so. the way the uh the big guy was breathing on the oh square flips the was tire, like, the he's the gonna tire die flipping and yeah. he's wheezing out loud and that other dude is standing on them and he's yeah. just following the big dude and just flipping yeah, it right i would back have over. just
1: my strategy was i would have gone as slowly as possible
0: yes yeah, until the end and maybe.
1: then conserve my energy and then in the last two
0: minutes flip everything five minutes of flipping those tiles is exhausting and yeah you should just just flip
2: one as and- long as you're
1: moving and you're moving but you're not moving at full speed yeah and the other guys flipping everything and he's moving at full speed he's gonna get, he's gonna get tired so there, uh, yeah there's so many things it's worth a watch I it's, would say. it's
4: fun i have two questions yeah go ahead where can i watch this netflix, netflix. how long until we get an american version
3: so we'll never. I don't think we'll ever get American version because I was debating this with my friends. I think Americans would. There's just too much ego. So the prize was like three hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, in American money. Um, but I was I was like spitballing with my friends. Like who would be in it? Like I'd love to see LeBron, The Rock. Like it, it was like literally like the top athletes and then the top YouTubers and the top bodybuilders and the top. Gymnasts, like soldiers, you had like Olympians, soldiers and policemen, yeah. military. Yeah, I, I don't think we
4: would get like LeBron or something like that. But IFI you could probably is. get Goggins and guys like that that yeah, are but, but popular I on think, YouTube for being fit to do this.
3: Yeah, I would love to see it. I just think getting the the big athletes would be the the pull here because that that's what it felt like. The pull there was in Korea is they got like Olympic athletes in it, and they got like like Sexyama is like a a huge name in in Korea they got him to do it and they got like they, they got like the equivalent of like jake paul to join too and yeah, then, they were like, all
0: celebrities in korea yeah. like everybody knew everybody so it else. would be like
3: aaron donald and lebron james and michael phelps maybe michael phelps yeah, and, that's not and, happening yeah, no, so just, <laughs> like, yeah. you, you just want to get you want to get the level that it was
0: was at so in korea i will say and i mentioned this on our last discord there is a show that's kind of similar it's not exactly the same that i've been enjoying watching on cbs Chaz. it's called tough as nails and it's a similar, uh, physical challenges, but this is all blue collar workers. So you have like welders going up against mechanics, going up against pipe fitters, concrete, people who lay concrete, people who are contractors. And they do the challenges are all like blue collar things, like use this grinder, cut through this wall, put up drywall, do electrical wiring, fix this mo, put this motor back together. Uh, and it's there. And they're also pushed to exhaust, exhaustion. And you learn a lot. but they're all And they're all very polite, just like on Physical 100. Everybody's really nice and polite as the smack talk. Same thing as <laughs> Tough as Nails. It's the only thing that comes close to that show that I can think of.
4: I will try to check that out, too. I, I am the nurse in the Physical one, one, oh, 100 thing or whatever. Yeah, I heard you guys talking it about it before. Like, I'll, I'll look into that for sure. Yeah, it's great. It's
0: nine episodes. Uh, Rugs, you got anything?
1: Oh, I had something, but then I forgot it, so. <laughs> I mean, I watched uh, Back to the Future. Oh, you did? Again. Great movie. Yeah. I mean, what are you going to say? It's fucking classic. That is a perfect movie. Like, it's a damn near perfect movie. It's a lot of fun, and uh, it still works on so many levels. And uh, it's a fun watch. It was definitely um, enjoyable. Did I watch something else? I know I'm going to remember what it is later, but whatever. We can can move on. Okay, well,
0: let's finish with this. Out this week, everyone Mandalorian. Season three starts. Are we reviewing well, that. The well, it so it premieres the day the show comes out, March first. Now, as we've done in the past, we would review like the initial episode and then review the last episode. Here's okay. the thing: this episode one is, uh it's like thirty five minutes. I don't oh, know. Weird. Yes, it's a very short, and they're only putting so, out so, one. Well,
3: why don't we just review that and still do Creed?
0: It's and also, the minutes. other thing is Creed 3. Do we want to all go see Creed yeah. 3? Okay, we could do that. We even, could do- even Chaz will see it. He's not going to be on can't the show. I can wait but-
4: for Creed 3. Oh, yeah, yeah all right. Me.
0: Yeah, you're hyped for that one? That's coming yeah. out this
3: week. Can we see all, can we all see Creed 3?
0: I- I'm in. Rugs? Yeah, I'll go watch it. All right, yeah. Yeah. We yeah. all right. The- so we'll Who do Mandalorian. Yeah, It comes out this week? comes this out week. this week, yeah. Uh, I'm just disappointed because season two premiere of Mandalorian was almost an hour long. Even the first episode of Mandalorian is longer than this. So, like with credits, it's going to be like a thirty-minute episode. You know, what's I, it should be an hour? I don't know. Or put out three. It's just kind of whatever.
1: Yeah, it one. sucks, but uh, I we we've seen this before. But Pedro so. Pascal
0: on two huge shows airing at the same time now. is pretty. He's impressive. not in there. He's not really in there. You don't see. He's it. just doing ADR. Yeah. yeah. He just he just records his lines on his iPhone and emails them in. That's all. That's all the work he does.
1: Yeah, he has like a uh, he has a compression filter on his phone. <laughs> and then, does, his now, that's bedroom,
0: it. does his bedroom sexy voice to talk to baby baby Yoda. Uh all right, that's it for this week. Chess, thanks for hanging out. Thanks for the support, man. Thanks for picking this movie. Hope you had fun.
4: I did have fun. Uh thanks for not shitting on the movie that I picked like you did last time. <laughs> ah, I appreciate well. it. This is no Kingsman. Come on. You it's, have chosen
1: wisely. Yeah,
0: it's the princess fucking bride. You know, you what am I going to
1: do? Uh,
0: you want to plug anything? <laughs>
4: uh, maybe eventually Anthony and I will do another jock talk.
0: There we Ooh, go. Yeah, there little you go. Tease. Uh, always welcome
1: it back.
4: Great. Patreon. That was a tease of a tease.
1: It's a tease yep. of maybe a tease. Rugs, where can the listener find you online? You can find me on Twitter at ReallyRugBoy. Come follow Say hi, what's up? Uh check out our website, jocka for
0: links to everything. Uh, to Rugboys Twitter, our Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, how to support the show. Most importantly, share the show, tweet it out, text it to someone, share it from the app you're listening to it right now. Thank you for listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the Jock. He's a nerd. We'll peep you tomorrow. Not tomorrow. This week? Why did I say that? I'm always peeping <laughs> you, Emrah. I'll peep everybody tomorrow. Look, look out your tomorrow. window. Yes, just look Jesus. out your Praise window. Me. You will see me. We, Their bottom is me. very weak. <laughs> yes.
2: this is crazy. Oh, where is that? No,
1: yeah. shit. You gotta play. You gotta play the drop. Their bottom is is very weak.